This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. We'll be taking your phone calls as we normally do. That is the point of the program. But tonight, there's a little bit of an extra element, and that is, well, a live studio audience first and foremost. We are at the site of the 2009 Porcupine Freedom Festival, as we have been at the 2008 and 7 Porcupine Freedom Festivals, and it's uh, great to be here. This time around, it is at a different location entirely from where it's been, at least the last two times we've been at it, Mark. Uh, yep. This time it's at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. And I think so far, and I, I honestly haven't even had a chance to walk the campground at all. Have you? I've done that. I've uh, been around from campsite to campsite, just doing the social butterfly thing, flitting about. Okay, and what would you say as far as uh, comparison's sake to last year's... Venue. I yeah, I haven't seen all of the amenities, and that's what I'm really going to compare it by when I get the opportunity. However, I, I consider it to be more compact, and that's a good thing. It, in some cases, uh, at the the previous campground, uh, what was it called, Gunstock? Yes. You, it would be a long walk from campsite to campsite or campsite to you know one of the venues, and that's not so cool. Here, it's not a long walk. So, yeah, everything's a lot more compressed, uh, and, of course, there are hundreds of liberty-minded people here. I should point out that the Porcupine Freedom Festival is put on on a yearly basis by the Free State Project, which is an organization designed to uh, encourage as many people as possible, thousands of them, hopefully, to move here to New Hampshire in order to become activists for liberty. And so the idea behind Porkfest is to bring hundreds of those people together to the same place on one weekend, or actually Jason Osborne's going to join us here in a moment from Sankel CAI. He's been here since Sunday, so some people really stretch it out and really make it into a, quite a quite an event. But it's going to be great a great time. We just got here today. We'll be here all weekend long uh, broadcasting live. Still taking your calls, of course, at 800-259-9231. And as, as you said, there are hundreds and hundreds of liberty-loving individuals here this weekend for this uh, event, and I'd like to point out that every year I notice more and more women at the event. It's uh, you know the the first time that I was ever at any uh, libertarian type event, it was all yeah. men, yeah. and it's here. It's got to be sixty forty, it, and I'm just trying to be conservative, and it's 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 a very good thing. I love to see them here. Uh, very good. Uh, so, GCN, just a head, uh, heads up to you. I'm being told there is no sound on our streams, which may mean that you're not sending everything over to the ISDN. Just a technical thing. We'll see if we can work that out during the break. Sorry to anybody that's uh, well, obviously not hearing this on the Internet. Uh, <laughs> but we will get all the bugs worked out here. Uh, we've done this remote broadcast thing before. We can still take your phone calls, 800-259-9231. I haven't had a chance to even break in and, and take a look at what the schedule is. I know that there were some people that went to, um, to Manchester today on a porcupine bus tour. Of course, the porcupine is the mascot of the Free State Project, the idea being that instead of the old don't tread on me with a coiled snake, it's now don't tread on me with a cute, cuddly little porcupine that uh, is not going to hurt anybody um, unless perhaps unless. you do tread uh, tread upon. Right. You really you really have to go after the porcupine to get hurt, and uh, that's why it's it's... It's a great symbol for the Free State Project. Uh, I know tomorrow that there's going to be a, a big hike uh, led by Anarcho Jesse, so that should be a lot of fun. I guess. Uh, so, yeah, if you're into, if you're into hiking. Uh, so 1-800-259-9231. We do have a special guest here with us. Uh, he is Jason Osborne, the principal behind SACL CAI, the prime sponsor of Free Talk Live and probably the prime sponsor of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, at least from what I've seen. I've seen some SACL CAI banners hanging about here and there. Jason, welcome uh, to Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. 
Good to have you here. You came up all the way from Ohio. Did you, get, you got your Sunday, is that right? That's right. I'm not going to drive all this way and uh, not make a, at least a week of it. Yeah, absolutely. Did you bring anybody else up with you, or is it just you? Yeah, I brought uh, John Shaw from Think Twice News with me. Oh, uh, yeah, I did uh, finally get to meet John Shaw, also the, the moderator of the Free Talk Live BBS. Uh, very popular guy. I didn't recognize him without the eye patch. I, did, I thought he was the one eye. <laughs> and the middle finger extended. But. Yeah, well, that's kind of where, that's the, the picture that you would see of him should you go to thinktwicenews.com. Is that the That's the right, thinktwicenews.com. Thinktwicenews.com. Now, what is Think Twice News? Uh, he, John Shaw would probably be a better You are the producer. You should be able, sure. well, should I mean, be able to explain it's, this. Uh, it's libertarian news, and it's uh, having fun, right? Because uh, most libertarian-type things are kind of stuck. Stiffy and you yeah. know, sweater vest wearing and so forth. So we're just trying to be a little more more fun with it. Throw in a little humor, a little puppetry, a little science fiction, and uh, the occasional zombie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the idea is to make compelling content that people want to watch that has a uh, liberty-oriented slant, and I think they're doing a great job of it. Absolutely. So thinktwicenews.com, you guys have had about five episodes so yeah, far. five or six. Uh, available in full HD via YouTube, and are you anywhere else or just on YouTube? Is it just a YouTube channel? Uh, it's uh, just uh, broadcast through YouTube right okay. now. All right, cool. And how many subscribers at this point do you know? Uh, I believe uh, a little over 100. 200? Hopefully, uh, 200? I hear 200. That's awesome. Not bad. Uh, I'm hoping to get uh, probably three or four times that after this weekend, uh, trying to get everyone here at the Pork Fest to subscribe. Well, uh, wherever Jason Osborne is, the fun is to follow. Uh, Why don't you explain what you have set up here for Free Talk Live amplifiers tonight? Yeah, we're keeping a little low key this year. Uh, you know, the economy's bad. We're all trying to cut back and stuff. Right. So we, we've got a nice uh, table of rum displayed for the uh, amplifiers this evening. Well, uh, tomorrow, last year you did the fun tent, which was really big and lots of uh, free alcohol. And the fact is, there were certain people that kind of came in and maybe took advantage, uh, I guess, of uh, of the freebies. And you've you've locked it down to free talk live amplifiers only this year. So some random camper that might be on the campgrounds can't just wander in and. You know, drink you drink your wallet dry. Yeah, I, I wasn't real concerned about that. It was more uh, I didn't really understand the lay of the land of this campground, and uh, without oh, having anyone here on the on the uh, street to scope it out for me, I just wanted to take a year off a little bit and check it out for myself and get ready for next year, kick it up oh, a notch, make it even better than uh, last time. Excellent. So uh, folks can come up here, and if they're not a Free Talk Live amplifier, they could sign up. Right here on the spot. Right, right here on the spot. Okay, very cool. So I can see uh, people are gathering out there already, enjoying the... What are we calling this? I mean, the fun table? What, what is that? That looks about it what looks, it is. It's a pretty fun table, <laughs> I can assure you of that. We've got a rum theme going on tonight. Tomorrow will be vodka theme, and uh, Saturday will be uh, tequila theme, I believe. Okay. I see a lot of dark rums over there, and then that one white bottle is... What, what is uh, that? It's uh, for the more girly types who uh, need to keep it down. <laughs> Delicious. I think I'll have some of that later. <laughs> Very good. Well, uh, th- well, as always, Jason, it's it's great to have you out here, and uh, thank you for coming out and doing everything that you've done to help promote Free Talk Live and to promote freedom. No problem. That's why I'm here. Excellent. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So we will be broadcasting here from the Porcupine Freedom Festival all weekend long. There is a lot to talk about. There are a lot of interesting people here, um, a lot of people we uh, faces we recognize, Brand new folks here as well that I've never seen before, which is always great. And it's my understanding that the campground is not only sold out, so there's no way you're going to be at this point if you show up tomorrow. You can show up and you can walk around and you can meet people, but you're not going to be able to buy a campsite. If you're lucky, you'll be able to find some uh, a campsite with which to share 
with someone, perhaps. I don't think that's if you're lucky. If you're polite, yeah. you'll find a campsite to share with people. I didn't know if there were. That, I didn't know there were that many of the uh, of them that were available. But I saw a couple of motels just down the road, so there's still probably room in the the general vicinity. It's not too late if you're in the New England area to come up and experience the 2009 Porcupine Freedom Festival. So. Uh, Let's see. What else is coming up here this well, weekend? This evening, we're, they're going to have a uh, poker tournament, and I intend to go and clean Where them all Where is that out. happening? I uh, see some gambling tables right over there. Picnic hall. Okay. And uh, there's, of course, the, 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 uh, the bonfire that's at every one of them, and there'll yes. be lots of uh, drinking and uh, Who sure knows what else? smoking cigars or something out there. Cigars uh, and et cetera. <laughs> you hear some laughing. <laughs> they have all kinds of stuff going on. There's a t- kickball tournament uh, earlier mm-hmm. today, horseshoe tournament, and so uh, tomorrow they're going to have... Uh, uh, the the uh, what's that group um, that does the the alt expo is going to be doing the alternatives all kinds of stuff. expo, which yeah. is a great example of the self organization kind of decentralized factor of this movement. Where if the activists feel like it's not right, whatever it is, they'll just go instead of complaining about it, they'll just go off and do their own thing. And so the alternatives expo decided, well, we need more speakers, we need more presentations, we need more topics. So they just went ahead and they created their own. Side event, yep. basically. Yep, and it, it's, it's compelling stuff. I go every year. This year, uh, I've got beekeeping on my list, but they're, they're doing uh, Swedish deep tissue massages. Um, there's a, a 21st century preparedness, seven practical tips for disaster readiness. There's a, give me an A for agorism, so that's going to be building a free market from the ground up. There's, of course, a uh, shooting tournament that Bill will win. And uh, the, the water slide for kids and just everything that you could imagine going on. Yeah, there is a lot happening here, and you're just talking about some of the things that are happening uh, tomorrow. We're not here to just give you a sales pitch on the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We've also got a show to do. I just hadn't had a chance to open up my uh, my show prep, honestly. So we'll get in. Uh, we'll find that. We'll get into it. I think our audio problems have been solved for our folks on the internet. Thirteen-year-old strip search unconstitutional. I see that, Mark. We'll talk about it. And you can bring up anything toll-free, 1-800-259-9231. I'm sure we'll also round up some other interesting folks to talk to here in the Free Talk Live remote studio, live from Porkfest. Okay, this is Free Talk Live. We are live from the 2009 Porcupine Freedom Festival. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231. And, of course, tonight it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Uh, and uh, our website, by the way, is freetalklive.com. Speaking of uh, .coms and that sort of thing, Mark, we need to talk about people like SACL CAI and that sort of thing tonight. Of course, we already did mention Jason Osborne. He was here with us, SACL CAI, helping put this entire event on. Of course, helping Free Talk Live continue on and up onward and upward. You can visit them if you need some help with collections. Uh, they do not only collections but also early out billing and charged off. They will purchase charged off receivables. You can get details if you click through their banner right at the top of our website at freetalklive.com. So look for the SACL CAI banner. If you own a business or perhaps you know somebody that owns a business or works in an accounts receivable department or something like that, you definitely want to put them in touch with SACL CAI because you don't want to be doing your own collections. What a pain. SACL will handle that stuff for you. Uh, so we're going to continue here. I know we'll, we'll get to that story about the Supreme Court and the uh, 13-year-old strip search found unconstitutional. Sounds like a little bit of good news. But we've actually got some more guests, some interesting folks to talk to here in our uh, makeshift studio tonight, which I have to say is pretty nice. 
for uh, for a campground. We're up in uh, we're up above an arcade, and there uh, we can see. I don't are these the White Mountains, Mark, that are out uh, outside this window? Yes, here? they are. They are very uh, very beautiful. The the view here at Rogers Campground in Lancaster is tremendous. So uh, come on out if you're in the New, uh, New England area. It's worth the trip up uh, up New Hampshire. There's there's nothing like the view I have right here. Nothing like it. Absolutely not. So joining us uh, tonight here on the third microphone, Dawn Lincoln is with us, and she is one of the uh, the doers in the more the political side of the movement with the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Dawn, uh, I'm sure longtime listeners have heard of the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Dennis makes a regular habit of calling into our show and kind of keeping us up to date with what's going on. But why don't you uh, kind of introduce our brand new listeners, somebody who's just now tuning in for the first time. What's the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance and why should somebody who lives in Wyoming care? Well, thanks, uh, Ian. Sure. Yeah, the Liberty Alliance is uh, a nonpartisan political organization, and our main goal is to safeguard and enhance liberties in New Hampshire. Um, we do that mostly by keeping a close eye on what's going on in the State House. Uh, we review with a team of volunteers. We have dozens of volunteers who review every bill, which is over a thousand that come before our legislature every year. Before this, you go on, yeah, yeah. right. This, this has to be <laughs> talk about that. We can't talk about that for for ten seconds and leave it alone. People okay. have no idea the value of this. Uh, this isn't happening in your state. No one is holding them accountable in your state. Right. Here in New Hampshire, we uh, volunteers, like you said, I am one of them. Uh, read every single word of every single bill that's proposed. Every change to every bill, everything that's going to be voted on by the legislature is has to come through us. There's a, you know, it's, it, we look at it, but give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down, and there's what the gold sheet, which is the, distributed. The gold standard, right? Yeah, the gold standard, which is distributed by the NHLA to every one of the voting reps, and uh, you know, it, we're getting, it's getting, we're get, we, because I am a member of the NHLA, are getting so much done. Yeah, we are. I mean, there's still a lot to be done, of course, but sure, we have, sure. um, like you say, all, all those bills. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of man hours, but it's well, well worth it. And I don't know, like you say, of any other state that is doing anything like that. Right. Um, it's an automated system, automated in the fact that the bills come into an online system. You review them online, and everything is tracked and rated online, um, given the different issues. We have 10 different categories, and depending on how you rate them, and if you say it's a high-impact, low-impact, anti-liberty, pro-liberty, neutral, et cetera, et cetera, it comes up with a score. And then that gives us an alert to here's a, a high impact pro liberty bill that we want to get really some focus people on it. Yep. focused on and get down there to um, testify which we help people learn how to be effective at the state house how do you go in there and testify you know how do you dress how do you look how do you present yourself how long do you talk three minutes or less um, more and the state reps all start glazing There's over nothing like you know. that available uh, that I've ever heard of in this in this movement uh, and just the just the amount of volunteers is tremendous how many people would you say volunteer for the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance I mean, throughout the year? Yeah, I mean, through the, the bill review mm -hmm. process, we have dozens of people who help with that. We have other people who volunteer to give out our gold standards to the state reps every week that they're in session to give what the NHLA's um, take on a bill is, if it's being pro-liberty or not, and if they should vote for or against the bill. Um, so we have volunteers who do that, volunteers who go to different outreach events um, to give out information to let people know about so the NHLA. A hundred at least, maybe? Oh, yeah, sure. That's And these incredible. are people throughout the country, actually. Um, so, yeah, you don't because, have to be in New Hampshire to right. read a, a bill or nope. something like right. that. Right. So for bill reviewing, exactly. That part people can do from home because it, it is online. So you, you don't have to be able to come to the state house to do that. 
Um, so the people who are on, on the ground here in New Hampshire, we try to activate them and get them mm-hmm. to be in the political process and, and come to the state house and meet your reps. I mean, your reps, since we have such a citizen-based legislature with one rep for every 3,000 people, you really can get to know your representative. They may be your next-door neighbor, like mine actually lives five houses up the road from me. One um, rep for, for 3,000 people. Now, on this, on Free Talk Live, we talk about how there's so much going on here in, in New Hampshire. There's all kinds of different activism. But the political realm, while I, for one, don't think it's the quickest path to freedom, I have to say political action in New Hampshire is much more feasible than uh, that I've seen so far than anywhere else. I was, I was reading some of the statistics from California about how many people one of their representatives supposedly represents. And what's, right. what's the ratio there? Here it's one out right. of, uh, what, 3,000 is the average right. size? Right. You, you can't get close to your reps in states like no. California. I mean, it's it, like I say, New Hampshire, it's very feasible that you, you do know them. You run into them at the grocery store, right. at the farmer's market, at the dump. That makes right. a difference because they're not insulated from you. Uh, when you call them, and I've done this uh, yes. a number of times, when you call them, you in many cases are calling their cell phone or you're calling their home office number. Some little kid's going to pick up the phone and answer them. Where's mine? It's not even a home office number. It's, it's just the home the house. number. Yeah. It's hanging, they, they it's don't hanging have on the wall office. in the kitchen. <laughs> right. So. And they want to hear from their constituents. Most representatives are very, very open. Very, um, they, they want to hear from their constituents, the people in their district. How, how are they feeling about the issues? What do they need from them? They want to know and they want to help. So, I mean, it's our job to, to do that. We need to let them know how we feel about the things. Because if we don't, it, it, well, you can kind of say it's almost our fault if things go the way we don't want them to, if we're not expressing our opinion about them in a respectful, professional manner. And I think that the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance has had some real success stories so far on... Not the least of which is, once again, wrestling to the mat, the, uh, the seatbelt seat b- bill. Uh, you know, they, they tried to sneak it through. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. You know, it's only two terms, even for the governor here in New Hampshire. There are no four-year terms in New Hampshire. Two They're years, not, okay. Um, so it's it's all two-year There's no term terms. limits, though, right? But, uh, There's no term limits. Right. That's no. correct. So if you get if you voters. do get a good politician, if there is such a thing, you can keep them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they're not going to do that on a re-election year. So it's been wrestled to the mat here on the non-re-election year, and I think it's gone for two years again. It's probably gone for good. I mean, they might put it forward again, but it, it's going to get more progressively more and more difficult for some piece of legislation like that to go through. Because as you pointed out, you've got over a hundred volunteers. You probably have hundreds more as far as membership is concerned. Uh, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, of course, isn't the only activist group on the ground uh, no, that is in favor of liberty. There are also more. You guys cover a lot, a wide spectrum of issues. There are also issue-centric groups. I know that uh, one of the guys here uh, was working on gay marriage, for instance, uh, just as one example. Of course, the New Hampshire Common Sense Coalition for Common Sense is working on uh, medical marijuana at this right. time, and, and you guys. The kind of real ID people. There's right. a separate organization for that. Right. There's so, a lot of special interest groups as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know where I was going with that, but there, there's a lot that. Uh, that people can get involved with here. And if you don't mind, hang, can you hang on for just a little bit? I'd love with to. Us? Thank okay, you. I want to bring uh, Dawn back. Uh, Dawn Lincoln from the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Perhaps, you've, uh, perhaps you have a question. Maybe you can get some ideas as far as how you could set something like this up in your state. I know people want to believe they can have a chance at liberty where they live, and I believe that it's possible, but it's going to take a long time because <laughs> we're just kind of getting the ball rolling here in New Hampshire, and we only have a few hundred people on the ground. More on the way. It's free talk. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. We are live on location at the 2009 Porcupine Freedom Festival, Lancaster, New Hampshire. 
at Rogers Campground. My first time here. It's been a lot of fun so far. Really haven't had much more time than uh, to kind of get the car unpacked, get the equipment set up, and go down and grab something to eat. But I did have the chance to see the... Uh, the party that's going on right now outside here where a, looks like at least 100 people are, are down there enjoying one another's company, eating and doing who knows what else, speechifying, etc. There's a lot going on. It's all weekend long. We'll be broadcasting live tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday night. So uh, the show still runs as normal, just with a little bit, uh, little bit heavier guest load than we normally have. Typically not a guest-based show, but since we're here with all these interesting folks, it'd be a shame to, uh, to not talk to some of them here on the air tonight. And yes, Freedom Mark? Book Club in, uh, in, in FreedomBookClub.com invites you to participate in our summer reading event. Go to FreedomBookClub.com and choose your preference from the four finalists. Then purchase the book of the month. New winners are announced every month. It's FreedomBookClub.com, making freedom a bestseller. All right, again, the toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. We're talking about a, a very unique organization of political activists it's the new hampshire liberty alliance hundreds of people are involved with this at least a hundred people are volunteering on an active basis they're reading every single piece of legislation that is proposed for the uh, the new hampshire state house which among other things on it yeah that's one of the many things but that's a huge task and th i just i'm just blown away by the amount of uh, things that you guys have been able to do how long has the new hampshire liberty alliance been around dawn lincoln who is joining us Thank you. Um, yeah, the Liberty Alliance has been around for uh, over five years now, about five and a half years um, since its inception. And like I say, we've been doing the bill reviews. And now the bill reviews feed into our gold standard that we hand out to the state reps. Mm -hmm. And that all feeds into our annual Liberty rating, which um, we name the legislator of the year, which we're going to do at our annual, again, Liberty Dinner, which is on July 10th at um, Casey's Rib Shack in Manchester. Tell me more about the Liberty rating. What is that? The Liberty rating is... A report card, basically, of all the state reps and the state senators based on factual information, which we get from their roll call votes. Um, not all votes are recorded, but the ones that are that we find to have a liberty impact could be an economic. It could be a good government type of bill or mm -hmm. uh, a, a social type of thing. You know, um, we try to look at a smattering of those type of bills, put them into the report card. Um, we give them a rating based on if they're uh, of the impact, high, low, or medium impact, because obviously some bills are more important than others. Even yeah. if they have a strong liberty stance, they still could be Less a lower important. impact. Yeah. Sure. Um, so we factor that all in, and we come up with a numerical rating for the representatives. And out of that, we get a legislator of the year who gets a nice uh, hunk of granite engraved with their... You know, and they, the cool. legislators compete for this, uh, you know, some more than others. Obviously, there's some that re really could care less what their liberty rating is, and usually we call them constitutional threats. But they're, the, you know, by and large, there's a competition going on, especially um, you know, among the more liberty-oriented uh, legislators, and I think it's a great idea. And, and if you're a listener to this show right now, you have to ask yourself, who in my state is rating my state representatives and senators for their liberty rating? Right. I mean, it's a big job. There's a lot of lot of time and effort spent on that task. It's it's very large. But when you have a lot of volunteers and people who care passionately about this, because we have to hold our legislators accountable. I have in my briefcase every everywhere I take it, my rating from the NHLA of all the legislators. I can whip it out if I'm talking to somebody and you know show them right there. Look, our this legislator we're talking about has a C. This one has an F. And, and right. it's, it's invaluable. Because you know most people. 
you know, not to disparage anyone, but a lot of people have no idea None. what is going on in Concord. And everything that the reps are doing up there affect each of us in some sure. way or another. Um, so, to, so to not pay attention to the process is, I don't know, I, I just wish more people would. I mean, right. I can understand. I mean, I had my times in my life certainly where I was apolitical yeah. and, and didn't get involved. But now you just say, you know, you've you got to know what's going on and you have to speak up. Those are the educated. They have a larger impact. The vast majority of the public, and I've got to say that I was in that, uh, that section of the public at one point, yeah. don't even know who their, their representatives to Congress and the U.S. Congress are. They don't know who their senators are. They don't have any idea. Right. I think there's a lot of distraction going on. You know, pay sure. attention to this issue and, and don't watch what we're really doing. You know, they're mm -hmm. raising our taxes, taking away our liberties inch by inch by inch. And, and what we've got to do is start taking them back inch by inch by inch. So people can go to nhliberty.org. Yes. And they can take a look and see what you guys are currently doing, maybe where you might need some volunteers. There's a forum there, I believe, it's a fairly active forum as well. Yes. Uh, so great way to plug into what's happening from wherever you might happen to be. And I'm sure you guys will accept contributions, donations, that sort we of thing. We do. We do like contributions because we're, we're still in the hole from the last political season, actually. Our, oh, no. our pack is uh, not, not up to zero yet. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> well, we got all those extra sign-ups from the Glenn Beck mention. You'd think oh, yeah. that there might be a, um, a few bucks coming from there. I Hopefully, yeah. I mean, we had a Send few. Send out an email. We call it the, the Beck bump. Um, yeah, when, it, was, it was big. <laughs> when uh, D Representative Dianitza was on the Glenn Beck show mm -hmm. about HDR 6, the state sovereignty bill, um, we got at least a thousand new members throughout the country from that event. And um, yeah, people interested in how can they do similar things in their state, a few of those questions. Um, and I'm sure we definitely get a lot of activists and you know, people that are interested in. Uh, uh, you know the tea party type of things and sure you wouldn't be able to do what you're doing if you didn't have the number of people this is a job that is impossible for a handful of activists to handle and i used to live down in sarasota florida where there are over 300,000 people living in the uh, the area there i remember going to the libertarian party of florida meeting where they, they had a once a year convention thing there might have been 50 to 70 people there so you guys have just on your volunteer staff alone more activists than would have uh, ever come out to a, a statewide gathering of libertarians right. down in Florida. I mean, just you have to have those numbers, and well, so that's why I feel I feel bad for anybody that's saying to themselves, "Well, I sure would like to start this in Ohio." Well, good luck, well, but I know. don't know how well how well it's going to work out for you. Right. Well, that's because New Hampshire is the live free or die state. I mean, they have a long ingrained tradition of respecting the freedom and liberty of of their constituents here in the state, and the people expect it. Um, you know, New Hampshire has no sales tax, no income tax. We have no helmet law. We mm -hmm. still have no seatbelt law, no mandatory auto insurance. And we're one of the best states to live in as far as the crime rate goes. And that's probably yeah. related to our good gun rights in New Hampshire. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you'd, you'd think with all those, oh, my gosh, they don't have mandatory auto insurance, that the whole state would be on fire. If you listen to the, the statists out there, you would believe that you have to have government to, to handle all of these things. And Somehow we're, we're getting along just fine. Yeah. And the auto insurance is cheaper here than oh, it was down in Florida. I, I couldn't believe it. I, was, I, I thought it was a month. For my, my annual thing, it was a month. It was, it was, it, for me, it, it really dropped like that. For me, but well, wow. You're a decade younger than I am. And I'm, I'm so, married and you're not. So being married means you have to pay more for auto insurance? It, I'm sorry that you don't get out much, but yes. <laughs> Why would that be? I mean, because married people are responsible. But if you have to pay more, does that mean you're irresponsible because you're at greater risk? Yes. So how... 
Am I missing? You are in a demographic that is irresponsible. You, you are... said you pay more because no, you're married. No, I pay less. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. Didn't he say he paid more? Am I mistake? Yeah. He did. Okay. Jeez, the whole crowd's turned on me. My goodness. It's getting ugly. Well, Dawn, uh, nhliberty.org is the website. You guys yes. are doing a fantastic job. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on Free Talk Live Anytime. tonight. Uh, the toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. You can, as always, bring up whatever is on your mind. Oh, she also mentioned the, uh, uh, the, the, the gold standard, which I think is really cool. And Dennis has told us about this before, where they have this uh, printout, basically, and they hand it out to the representatives before mm -hmm. they go in and they vote. And the Democrats and the Republicans kind of give them their talking points and the things that they should vote on. But how many places in the country do you have the libertarians actually delivering to the uh, so-called representatives how they should vote if they want to vote for liberty. On, on it's my understanding, cool is that? actually, that the uh, libertarian, uh, the, the Democrats and the Republicans don't bother with printed sheets generally, unless it's an important bill. Uh, they just have their whip, um, you know, make signals above their really? head, and then the Democrats decide to, you know, they, they, have, a or not. they have a signal, I love it, uh, to vote for this, vote against this, and then they have one for, you can vote your conscience. Oh, how nice. Yeah, it's, it's nice to know that they let the representatives <laughs> vote their conscience. But, you know, that doesn't have the power of the printed word sitting in right in front of them. Toll free, 800-259-9231. We're going to come back with more live from the 2009 Porcupine Freedom Festival. The audience has uh, been gathering here. I see some happy faces out there, some woos. Uh, Jason, of course, at the, the fun table with the rum for the Free Talk Live amplifiers. So good times here at the Pork Fest. More on the way. We'll take your calls about... This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. We're live from the 2009 Porcupine Freedom Festival. The party has, I think, only just begun for tonight, and there will be bonfires and drinking, and there's already drinking, and... All kinds of fun going on here at the uh, 2009 Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's also a family atmosphere. There are a lot of people with uh, with kids. There's a pool over there, and uh, I think there's probably hiking and stuff like that. That's, uh, you said there's hiking with uh, somebody going on tomorrow. I can't believe the diversity of the group. Uh, there's, <laughs> you know, the... There's families, there's single people, there's males, females, children, every, everything you can imagine. Mohawks and, and straight kids with no tattoos. It's, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole works. So you can go to porkfest.com if you want to learn more about the event uh, that we are broadcasting from here. Of course, your calls are the uh, what the show is about. What's the story on the uh, – we're going to get to some more guests here in a moment. But first off, what's the story – and I see Sam walking in the door. Uh, what's the story on the Supreme Court, Mark? Do you have that one? Yeah, this is uh, from McClatchyDC.com. Uh, Washington Supreme Court ruled Thursday that the strip search of a 13-year-old student, this is a girl, violated the constitutional protection against unreasonable search and seizure. I can't believe that uh, the, the Supreme Court actually held up yeah. uh, a portion of the Fourth Amendment, but apparently getting buck naked for a teenage girl um, in public school... You know, getting that, that, a teenage girl buck naked. Yeah, get, get, making your strip all the way down. They ruled 8 to 1, so it was a wow. decisive ruling. Oh, you know what? I bet I know why. Why is that? It's because it was the school officials that did it. If it were the cops that did it, it'd be probably okay. It might very well be. Yeah, because if you've got a badge, then everything is all right. Whatever you do, you can kill people with a badge and no problem. Yeah, the, the officials were, they, they stripped her down to, I should be clear, they stripped her down to her bra and underpants. They were looking for pain relievers. Advils. Which, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, ibuprofen. 
Like, well, same thing. Yeah. It's the, the, you know, the, the, the stuff brand. anybody can go into the pharmacy and buy. Even a child, I believe, can go and anybody buy can get, anybody aspirin can get off the shelf. <laughs> We've actually got uh, George, TSA George. You can, no, we can hear you now, George. Uh, you're with us tonight. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, got, it, you can go get something from 7-Eleven, but you get strip strips at the school for it. <laughs> it's crazy. It is crazy. It's either that or an hour later. So you know, that, it's, that the schools have just they've come unglued there. Well, it's a zero tolerance, Mark, and that's the policy that is kind of the, you know, the basis of all of this. Uh, now, I, w- I would like, there's a very telling uh, comment here from David Souter, who will be sorely missed when he leaves the Supreme Court. He says, the content of the suspicion failed to match the degree of the intrusion. The, run that by me one more time. The content of the suspicion failed to match the degree of the intrusion. Oh, so if they had been looking for crack, then it would have been okay? That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. So, I mean, apparently if they're looking for a bomb, they could have the girl yeah. crap in a pan or sure, something in order sure. to be able to go through it. It's Bend over and cough. That's What they're saying here, one can draw the conclusion from if the suspicion is thorough enough, then they can, uh, they can go as wow. far as they want. So, so once again, the victory is a is a loss. It's just so sad. Uh, <laughs> it, I don't know where else to go with that. It's it's crazy. Let's talk to TSA. Oh, I, I, before yeah. you go on, I, there's there's one more point that needs to be brought out. In okay. this, and, I, and George, you can comment on this. The court also softened the potential blow by ruling the individual officials who oversaw Redding's search could not be held responsible. Oh. So, you know, they were. It was unconstitutional what they did, stripping this girl down to her bra and yeah. panties, looking for Advils that she could buy in the in the supermarket. Naughty, naughty. They're but just... they can't actually be yeah. held personally responsible. They were still, after all, only doing their duty. Well, it doesn't even sound to me like the district is going to be held responsible. Does it say anything here about the school district? Uh, you know, well, being at this liable point, in any way? if it's unconstitutional, then the di- then somebody can be held responsible. But uh, no, people... obviously not. If it's just unconstitutional, then that's just them saying, the Supreme Court's just basically saying, well, there's none of, there should be none of this in the future. Well, the, Which, of course, they'll if have there to is, file a civil case, and they'll bring the, the district up. But at that point, then the it's still just the pay. taxpayers that right. carry the burden. The people who did it are once again are not Got held free. responsible. It's, it's crazy. We have a system of two classes of people. A them class of us. people that are held responsible for their actions and the actions of others, and a yeah. class of people who are not. Right. Even when there is a, a clear victim in this case this little girl was uh, was uh, victimized by these people when they they will hold us responsible for things that don't involve a victim they'll hold you responsible for something you didn't do they'll hold you responsible for what a school official did you've got to pay in order to compensate this victim for what the school official did and they are not responsible for their own actions and the supreme court the highest court in the land the 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 arbiter of what is constitutional and unconstitutional decided that this was justice this is what we've got for justice in this country that's what it's come to mark that's what it's come to pay your taxes suckers yeah basically basically we had something similar happened at the airport a few weeks back there were briefing i I wasn't there for it but at my airport you work for the tsa yeah i work for tsa um totally screwed again anyway, (laughs) anyway they were briefing about how um 
the, uh, at the walkthrough metal detector, one of our screeners was telling this girl to take off her jacket, what she thought was a jacket. The girl was like, no, I can't do that. And she, she walked through the metal detector, kept insisting. So finally, uh, it was like during the rush, the girl took it off and came through in her underoos, and she was only 12 years old. Oh, my gosh. gosh. Yeah. So, <laughs> and which we and, were there's brief. No, and there's no punishment for them either, right? I mean, They didn't get punished, but it was brief saying, like, if they don't want to take it off, you th- just stick, stick them in the pen and have them get the pat down that Mark um, got. Yeah, why did, I had baggy pants on. I got a pat, pat down. Um, what, what is the deal there? Oh, I that, didn't have other pants on. That is because, what they tell me is because um, since explosives aren't metal, you can, you can still put, like, plastic, like Semtex or C4 in your pants. It won't, as much as you want, it won't alarm the metal detector because that's all it is. It's a metal detector. Detector. Okay. You know, you can put a plastic knife through there, for example, which they tried to bust me just last week because um, I embarrassed them at, at, when I asked them two questions about a new policy they were thinking about rolling out, but I shot that down. What happened? Basically, um, well, I'll, I'll start with the question. Um, they were briefing, they were going to tell us about how we're, we're going to start um, testing all the liquids that we confiscate to make sure it's safe to go into the trash. Are you kidding? I'm not. I told Safe I'm, to go into the trash? Yeah. It's like if it's going to explode, you know, at least we don't want to checkpoint the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I told right. Gordon. I, I told I'm Gardner sorry. From all that bottled water they're taking. Yeah. The, the whole idea My that... Conditioner. That a terrorist, I mean, the, the, the idea is to keep people safe from terrorists by taking bottled water and baby uh, formula and stuff like that. And the idea that uh, some terrorist who has planned to kill himself, probably, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, they're going to blow themselves up. That's the idea. The terrorist who has planned to kill himself is just going to hand over the uh, the detonator, right? Oh, and, and then, well, the explosive, yeah. If you've got a bomb and your intention was to set it off, and you get caught, then you set it off right there. You I don't let them point. take it exactly. and there's it. No, yeah, there's no point to that. And which I, that's what I told Gardner and Julia when they were on the show um, a couple Saturdays ago. Mm-hmm. And which I, I had my hand, uh, hand up when they were like, any questions on the uh, here? Um, question one, if this... If it's going to test the liquids, just make sure it's safe to go in the trash. Well, if it's safe to, enough to go into the trash, why ain't it safe enough to go on the plane? With the passenger. Yeah, yeah. They, they just gave me this deer in the headlights. Suck, like, uh, it's too early in the morning to you know, even talk well, about that. Are they going to need to to hire uh, to, to hire more TSA agents to do this testing, or are they going to take existing we're gonna, agents? We're going to have to take existing agents because I was told um, by the supervisor by the management pretty much we have too many people as it is even though we're understaffed but according to budget we got too many people go go work out that kind of logic yeah. but anyway then the second question i asked was like well if we're going to do this in front of the passengers won't they just see that as nothing but compliance instead of safety does the passenger have to stay there as it's being tested yeah but 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 the policy did not go down. through. They, oh, it didn't. It did not. I, po- I, I, I threw those two questions out. You you were responsible. In, uh, and, George. And, I, and they were just like, okay, they stopped that because they were embarrassed. So embarrassed them in front of the whole morning shift at the airport. So was this the just for the uh, Dulles or wherever it is you work? Yeah. Or was it? Well, as far as I knew, yeah, it, it might have been TSA. Why? I, I don't know. They don't tell me that. But much. they flushed it down probably because it was way too slowing things down, right? I mean, don't you think? No, they didn't. It, it never even got off the ground. Okay. You know, right, they, they, were, they were saying we're going to start doing this at, within a certain time, like say next week or something like that. That's right. when I threw out my two questions. I embarrassed the hell out of them, and then they pretty much swept it under the rug and buried it. All right, no more Hoffa. questions from TSA George. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, a couple a week and a half later, they, um, for example, 
tried to um, sneak, sneak a plastic knife thing, and you know, through a um, bag of the X-ray, like just you, a plastic who knife. Did? The TSA did? Yeah, the, the, the management got got their own personal airport red team. It's not the red red team, but okay, yeah. we have our own. Screen. They made their own little pink team. Yeah, you got pink twenty team. seconds, George. Anyway, they um, brought it through, and it's like um, no one could catch it. Even I, I was like, it just looked like an orange line, and say, oh, you just missed this plastic knife. So for two days, I couldn't, a you know, be on the X-ray, knife. and then they wrote me up just for having a cell phone on my pocket, you know, uh, in my um, belt clip right there. Well, like someday, so they're after me, get, pretty much. You're right? going to have to get out of there someday. Oh, I know. Tell me about it. Thanks, dude, for coming on the show tonight. Always nice to talk to you, and welcome back to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. He's, He's been did. to uh, Port Fest before we have. Yeah, right here. So, uh, welcome back, dude. Good to have you here. Yeah. Toll free, 800-259-9231. I see that uh, Gene, the Christian anarchist, is on the line in China. Hopefully, he'll be able to hang on through the news. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You're listening to Free Talk Live, broadcasting from the 2009 Porcupine Freedom Festival at the Rogers Campground, Lancaster, New Hampshire. Had a chance to meet with some listeners that I've never actually had a chance to meet in person before. It's, it's, cool. really, it's really great uh, that, to get to meet all the people that uh, you know make Free Talk Live support, uh, support us and uh, make it what it is. I was just uh, talking with the heroic Jermaine Justice uh, from Pennsylvania, who we've talked about in the past uh, when we were reporting on the companies that were supporting the service nation concept, the idea of national service, which, of course, is really slavery, where the government is going to demand that all young people in America work for them for a few months at the very least, maybe even for a, a year. A couple of years. Nothing has really been nailed down on that. But, no, they're uh, just talking about the draft. But, but Jermaine Justice was working at, uh, is working still with the Target Corporation, and he really uh, he put the screw to them. Uh, he let them know that he didn't appreciate where they were coming from on that and that he was you know, willing to re- resign his job over... Yeah, over that, their support of Service Nation. So just some of the, 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 the activists here are really just heroic people that have, in many cases, put something on the line for liberty, which I think is, you know, it's what it's going to take. We're not going to get to freedom by begging. We're not going to get to freedom by not involving ourselves in some sort of risk-taking. In order to get a reward in life, you have to be willing to take risks. I mean, doing this show, if I hadn't taken a few risks, we wouldn't be where we are right now. We, we put a lot on, you put a lot on, on the line uh, in, in producing this show, and I, I guess we both did, but you put more. And, it, you know, it, it's paid off for us, and, and that's, that's the thing. you have to make these calculated risks um, if you want to see rewards. Right. So uh, we've got all kinds of interesting people here. I'm sure we'll be able to pull over another guest or two later on, maybe more. But in the meantime, we go to your phone calls about whatever is on your mind. And Gene, the Christian anarchist, is joining us. He is also on a remote location. Uh, Gene, you're in China tonight. Welcome to Free Talk Live. Uh, thanks, guys. Yeah, I'm in Wuhan, China. Um, made a couple of observations this trip that I wanted to share with you. Uh, one is regarding... Uh, the extremely low tax rate in China, and the second uh, one is the size of this country. It's amazing. Uh, it's never struck me before how big this is, uh, trying to see certain areas of it. Um, yeah. But the tax rate is so amazingly low here that uh, try and imagine that you can do a business. Uh, certainly uh, they do request that you get a business license. A lot of people don't get a business license uh, eventually they get fined or whatever but um, mm-hmm. um and you have to pay for fire protection and things of that nature but there's no sales tax for you to collect and pay over that's great uh, 
if you uh, are somebody who makes less than, I think it's 125,000 yuans a year, which uh, almost nobody makes that much, you have to be either a, uh, a very wealthy businessman or a, you know, somebody that's on the lines of a uh, very high college professor, lawyer, doctor, um, something like that. And those people are uh, above that amount, and mm -hmm. they wind up having it collected from their paycheck and, and turned over so they don't have an income tax form to fill out. Wow. So imagine not just running your business without having to pay an income tax, without having to pay a sales tax. Just imagine what you can do with your own money. And, and this uh, in one of the most reviled states uh, in the world. They're commies. Evil commies. Yeah, we're in China. And there is, they, you know, they do consider themselves communists over there. But, I mean, Gene, you've been visiting China for a year. Your wife is Chinese, and she's got family over there, obviously. So you've been going there uh, for a number of years. And you've seen, you've seen some of the changes, haven't you, Gene, just towards kind of a more market-based mentality? In the 15 years I've been visiting China, it has changed so much. And it's all due to people working hard and we are never going to be able to compete with the amount of hard work that these people put in and the reason that they work hard is because they get to keep what they earn that's the bottom line to the success behind mm. china is the people work hard but they and they don't make a lot of money it's not like in the u.s. where you make fourteen fifteen dollars an hour but what they do make they keep all of it and that's what makes these people work so hard is the fact that they know if they earn a dollar, they're going to keep a dollar. Nobody's so what are some of the other observations? What other observations uh, from your trip so far do you want to share? Well, the size of this country is amazing. We went to um, look at the Three Gorges Dam the last uh, couple days and went to a minority village up there. And the, uh, the size of this country, as I've flown over it, I've noticed, you know, I flew over the Gobi Desert to get here and uh, watch, looking out the window of the plane, because I'm one of these guys that always wants to sit at the window and look outside, and, and I've got my GPS with me, so I always know where on the planet I am. Mm -hmm. And uh, looking down at some of the vast areas and the mountains and the um, different things here, it's amazing to me how much diversity there is in this country and how much unpopulated area there is. The, the populated areas are very populated. You know, the small cities are, are not unlike uh, the United States. Yeah. There's a lot and of unpopulated like, area here, too. But there are a lot more people in China. How many people live there? Um, I think it's uh, close to 2 billion or something, 1.6 billion. billion. Well, it's, it's over one. That's yeah, there's huge. a lot of people here. And a lot of them, you know, live in very, very poor conditions, very uh, abject poverty compared to the United States. But they can work at any wage they want to. There's no minimum wage here. So if somebody wants to go work for next to nothing and, uh, you know. What does it take to get hired in China? Do you know, Gene, as far as the process? I mean, it doesn't sound like there are many taxation laws. You say there no, there's no sales tax. For most people, yeah. there's no income tax. And, so and I mean, do you have to fill out a bunch of paperwork or what? I don't think it's anything like that. And here's an example, because uh, we were at Kentucky Fried Chicken, and they had this big poster on the on the window there uh, trying to hire people. And mm -hmm. they said that they wanted uh, good-looking, uh, you know, presentable-looking young girls with a with a fine attitude to work. Who doesn't the want that? Yeah. So you you can't hire. You know, in the U.S., that would be called prejudice. You know, you can't yeah. say that you only want. <laughs> Uh, this kind of a person to work for you, but the, here you can hire anybody you want to. 
Wow. That's it's a, that's amazing. I love it when uh, when you share your experiences from China because it's so great to get some perspective, which a lot of people in America, people like me that haven't really visited uh, too many other places around the world, could uh, could use. I think they could use that perspective right. to understand that what what whatever you've heard about China through the rumor mill or on conservative talk radio is just it's just not accurate. Well, it's it's sad that uh, the you know the, the socialist republic of China, whatever it is over there, is, is more free in many ways. It, it, you know, it's less socialist in some ways than the United States. Now, I have noticed uh, a, a lot more control and uh, entering this, this country, which I don't like. You know, it used to be that uh, people could roam around pretty freely, and I do notice that using the toll road system, because all of the major highways here are toll roads, and I do think that they are using the toll road system to monitor uh, travel and uh, stuff like that, because we were on this uh, tour bus from Wuhan, where we're at, up to uh, where the Three Gorges Dam is. And it looks like the tour bus operator is running a little underground transportation system. Really? Because partway along the journey, he will pull over to the side on the freeway and pick up a couple people. They'll grab a couple of plastic stools and sit in the aisle of the the, uh, tour bus and then get off on the other end somewhere, uh, you know, kind of as an undocumented traveler. So I think they've got like a little underground travel system going here. Well, there's not a lot of, I mean, as far as uh, government bureaucrats to people in China, I think you've told us before there just aren't as many, right? You barely ever see cops down there, do you? What's what's the the encounter rate with government bureaucrats? Yeah, the the encounter rate is is a lot lower than in the United States. There are not as many of them, but uh, the the control is there. It's just that the, the Chinese people are so hard to control because they don't like to follow rules. And that's one thing I really like about the Chinese people yeah. is, you know, the rules Probably are there, the, and all they do is try and find ways to skirt them. Right, and this is something that should be distinguished from, say, the Japanese, which I think some Americans probably don't distinguish Asians in their mind, but and they consider the, the Asians to be compliant and that kind of thing. Chinese are not like that. They are a, a loud, boisterous, uh, expressive people, and they're entirely unlike the Japanese. And I love General Zhao. I'm sorry, I guess that's not really Chinese food, is it? The Chinese food isn't anything like uh, American Chinese food, is it, Gene? Not really, no. It's quite a bit different. Always good hearing from you, and have a safe uh, remainder of your trip. Thanks for the call tonight and the update and the insight into uh, all of the things that go on that we have no clue about here in America. Always nice to hear that uh, things are happening in a, in a positive direction in some cases in the, the, the places that we think are so totalitarian. More on the way here tonight. You can bring up whatever you want in moments. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We are live from the 2009 Porcupine Freedom Festival in Lancaster, New Hampshire, northern part of the state, at a wonderful campground called Rogers. I yet to, have yet to have the chance to go and explore, but I will because we're here all weekend broadcasting. This is our first night of three. Uh, we'll be broadcasting uh, tonight, Friday, Saturday as well. It's a blast always to be here amongst hundreds of liberty-loving, liberty-oriented people, people that get it. When you have a conversation with these folks, you don't have to convince them about why freedom is a good idea. They're already there, so you get to go off in all kinds of different directions that uh, you normally wouldn't be able to talk to people about if you were just at the average uh, campground gathering. This is a lot of fun. The camaraderie is amazing, and there's something distinctive of just uh, you know being just visually being at one of these events. The the 
the people at the Free State Project believe in preserving the Second Amendment, and part of, of that is they, they would often open carry. And I'd yes. say half of the people in this room are currently open carrying. Uh, they, okay. have gun, they have guns or, on their hips. Or not open carrying. Some of them right. are concealed carrying. I'm right. Sure. The, <laughs> I'm sure that's true, too. There are even dogs here this year. Uh, yep, there's dogs, too. I didn't notice the dogs last year. Were there dogs last year? I'm sure there were dogs. Okay. Uh, Fruit, Fruit Loop, my dog, is making friends. Um, but the And we've had multiple pork fests in the past. I, plus, there's you know all kinds of free staters all over the state of New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I've not heard of one incident where open carry has been a problem, where law enforcement hasn't been the problem, where they haven't been you know essentially questioning people about the exercise of their their constitutional rights. Yeah, that's the only issue that's ever come up with open carry among amongst free staters. But people believe, oh, well, well, we can't, we can't do away with some of these laws. It'll be like the, oh, the wild, wild west. Oh, you mean if they don't have open carry in their state? Well, whatever. They're 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 yeah. concerned with uh, people defending themselves and arming themselves, and t- to me, it makes for a more where are all the place. shootings? Right. I, if, if, I feel safe here. Yeah. I know that if there's problem, Matt is going to pull out that 44 anaconda and he's going to blow a hole in whoever's going to make the problem. There's a very good chance of that. <laughs> Listen to that crowd. Uh, so. We've got some great people here, and, and we've had a chance to talk to a number of them so far. I know that the organizer of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, Carla, is around here somewhere. She said she would come here before she got too drunk, so I don't know if she's already too drunk or what, but uh, you know, maybe she'll show up later this weekend. We'll get to talk to her about some of the, th- the neat things that are going on, because obviously we've got the schedule here in front of us, and we can tell you about it, but uh, hopefully we'll have her give you some highlights, because there is a lot happening. Uh, tomorrow, uh, it, you know, things really kind of kick into gear tomorrow, though today there was uh, an awful lot going on. Everything from learning how to do henna tattoos to Swedish and deep tissue massages, uh, Pimp My Activism Seminar with Mike Barsky. We've had Mike on the show a number of times. He went to jail earlier this year for some of his activism. He is one of the super activists. In fact, we read uh, his story, and I don't know if you were on this show, Mark. It might have been the week you were on vacation, but uh, we read the, the story where Mike Barsky told us about how it was that he was a nobody, essentially, before well, he moved to New he Hampshire. Stayed, he stayed in, indoors. He, he was, was very reclusive, didn't, uh, didn't talk to very many people. But he's here, and he's, he's out there. He is talking to people and, yeah. and getting things done from he an had, activism standpoint. He had moved from California. and in where sure. the, I mean, how are you going to feel as a liberty-minded individual in the state of California? Pretty lonely. I mean, he, I remember from his story, he had said that he had one friend, basically, that was with him on these issues. One friend that he could confide in and That's talk gotta to That's going to be stifling. About. It really has to be. And so he's Knowing that you can't do anything to stop one of the yeah. eighth largest economies from slipping in over the abyss into socialism, and, and it could very well just fall apart. So he came up here and all of a sudden just essentially came out of his shell, if you will, and was able to plug into so many different things that were going on. Well, there's hope here for liberty. There really is. There isn't um, in California. There isn't in New York. There isn't in Massachusetts. Yeah, I was talking with uh, Menno, who uh, also moved up here from Sarasota. That's where we come from. And uh, we were, Menno and I were involved, and you to a lesser extent, but we're involved in the Libertarian Party down there. And, yeah, they'd get together on a weekly basis, and they'd have a meeting. But as far as the actual activism was concerned, as far as actually getting out and reaching out to people and, and doing running campaigns, things like that, very, very little. Right. Very, getting, very little was happening. Either they're they're not network they're they're not doing much networking and they're getting nothing done from a political yeah. or uh, social standpoint. 
here, unfortunately, I think they had uh, one one issue in town, right there in the city of Sarasota, about uh, bums being able to sleep in the park or something. Yeah, and I think they also bought a, a bus stop ad once. And I actually went to their website the other day just to see, you know, what what are they up to down there? And I found it was interesting because they have a bunch of pictures on the front page of their website that rotate. And not one picture was taken after the year 2006, which is the year I left uh, Sarasota for New Hampshire. All of their pictures were from activism that happened during my tenure, if you will, uh, yeah. from 2000 to 2006. It was just we we essentially drained away their best activists up here to New up here to New Hampshire. And when you come to New Hampshire as an activist, you multiply yourself in multiple times. There are so many people backing you up and are willing to help out. You can start out. Uh, you can start doing something that is interesting to you and, and essentially put it out there and say, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what I want to do. Who wants to join with me on this? And people will just right. step up and get behind you and, I mean, presuming it was a good idea, uh, they'll get, get behind you and they'll do it. You'll have all the people you could imagine that you need. If you have a good idea, you'll have all the people you can imagine you need. Absolutely. So if you, you, know, you don't believe what we're saying, you think this is some sort of uh, salesman's pitch or something like that, come up here and see it for yourself. Use the Porcupine Freedom Festival or the Liberty Forum, which is the other yearly event. It happens during the wintertime. It's more of a convention-style atmosphere. Both of them are different. Both of them are a lot of fun. And um, use that as your excuse to come up and meet these people, and you'll find out that what we're saying is absolutely true. These are the doers. These are the best activists that I've ever met. They must be the best activists in the world. Well, you can verify that we believe in the Free State Project simply by the fact that, well, they didn't used to be sponsors of the show, but we were still signers of the Free State Project. That's true. We... They didn't pay me, you know, the amount of money that they're paying for advertising wasn't enough for me to pick up my life and move to New Hampshire. No. What was enough was my belief that they've got the only the only chance that we have at liberty in anywhere, any any steps towards liberty in our lifetimes. They're just, yeah, I'm still sorry. waiting to hear from a better option. I know the All the tea parties action. in the world just aren't going to do it. God bless you in your tea parties. Right. Get excited about tea parties, but it's, it's, it's not going to do anything for liberty in our lifetimes. Yeah. Will it get a Republican elected to uh, the presidency next term? That Maybe. worked real well last Who time. Who cares? Uh, you know, Bush, is, Bush laid the foundation that Barack Obama's building socialism maybe, on. Maybe the Republicans will, uh, will rope them back in by promoting a new idea. They'll come out with the uh, contract with an America 2. We're serious this time. You know? Sure, you guys will believe them, right? Yeah, contract on America. I love contract that. Contract on your freedoms. <laughs> all right. So I got all kinds of people here. The uh, Jason Osborne is here from SACL CAI. He's got the fun table back there. Is everybody enjoying the fun table? Jason Osborne, SACL CAI. Good times here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. The phone lines are wide open for you at 800-259-9231. Don't be fooled into thinking that just because this happens to be a live on-location broadcast that for some reason you aren't welcome to be on the phone lines from some far-off place. I mean, we had Gene the Christian Anarchist call in from China. So still the show operates as normal. We've got a few more guests here than we normally have uh, and would still love to talk to you about whatever's on your mind. Now, Mark... Uh, Besides all the dead celebrities today, uh, there there is more uh, that is in the news here tonight. You had showed me something on your screen over there. Well, what do you it, have? There's a there's a cigar plant closing. A uh, very we, historical cigar did, plant. Didn't closing. you predict this? Didn't uh, didn't Free Talk Live predict the closing of cigar manufacturers? I've made it clear a hundred times on the show. I'm a super genius. Okay then. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. Live on location. You're going to hear a lot of noise in the background. People talking, uh, enjoying themselves, having a good time because we're at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the 2009 Pork Fest, as it is called. Uh, up here on the uh, the second story in the TV room at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire, with a tremendous view of the White Mountains out the windows there. This is incredible. An amazing... It really is. It's, it's breathtaking. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Uh, that's, uh, that's the best word for it. Toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. By the way, you can join us on our website. Uh, we've got live streams, and the streams are up and alive tonight, even though we're on location. So broadband, dial-up. The webcam, I think, should be streaming audio. You're not going to be getting any video tonight, but you can get at least the audio portion of the show. All of that is at listen.freetalklive.com. That is listen.freetalklive.com. Do you enjoy making your own repairs? Doing, uh, did, excuse me, making your own tools, doing your own repairs, and constructing things out of salvaged materials? If so, jo- jo- join James Ballyu at paladinpodcast.com to learn what is new in his uh, survival book, Makeshift Workshop Skills for Survival and Self-Reliance. Browse more than 800 other books and videos at paladinpress.com and topics on topics like survival, firearms, martial arts, and more. Remember, paladinpress.com. So there's a lot happening here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival this weekend. We're going to, of course, be giving you highlights. Uh, there were a few things that went on today, a grassroots activism discussion on how to build coalitions in the state house using partisanship to your advantage and how successful grassroots activism won the battle to legalize gay marriage in New Hampshire. That happened today. Uh, right now, the Rocket to the Moon launch party just wrapped up with uh, free food, free beer uh, for people, which is awesome. I, I think Sakel CAI uh, sponsored that as well as Manchester Brewing. Manchester Brewing is also uh, one of the ventures of Jason Osborne from uh, from Sakel CAI. And a, and a few other uh, free staters. Ryan Travis, who is also called in, who has talked with us about beekeeping in the past. Uh, they're, uh, he's, both of them are behind it, as well as some other folks. And uh, I, I've had uh, one of the Manchester brews. I have not had the whole line. Maybe I will get the chance to sample some more here uh, later, a little bit later on tonight. But uh, thanks to them for, for coming out here and supporting things. Free Minds TV, our buddies Toby and Nick were here broadcasting earlier. They were live on the Internet. Uh, you'll be able to see that if you missed the broadcast, I'm sure, later at freemindstv.com. And, of course, we're here every night. Uh, this weekend. So Friday and Saturday night we'll also be broadcasting live talking to you about all the things that we've experienced uh, during the day, what's coming up tomorrow. We'll talk more about that. Uh, in case you're going to be in the New England area, it's going to be worth the trip to come up. Not because of the things that are going on on the schedule, but because you're going to have a chance to plug into the activist community here and meet some of the most amazing people and some of the nicest people. I was just talking uh, with Nick who has, uh, he, he met, uh, met us at the Liberty Forum, the other event this year, and he's, he's come back out for the pork fe- uh, pork fest, which is where we are right now, and he was saying, well, I was trying to set up my tent earlier, and he came by himself, and he needed some help, and like people were there, no problem, helping him out with uh, with what he needed assistance with. Somebody's laptop crashed, I think, yesterday, and there was like a crew of people that came up and did tech support, mm-hmm. and just uh, just the most uh, just some of the most generous, uh, nice, kind, friendly folks that you'll ever meet, and at the same time, the best activists in the whole world. So it's really a great uh, great experience. One of those activists is sitting here with us. He's on uh, the third microphone in our one studios here at Rogers Campground. He is Rich Goldman, and he is the former organizer. You're going to have to get right up on that microphone, Rich. That's good. Okay, and uh, you're the former organizer of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. This is your first year not actually being responsible for this. So how's it feel? You got a burden lifted off your shoulders this time around? It feels great. Uh, Carla Garrick and her uh, group of volunteers are doing a great job up here at Rogers, and everyone here, I think, is having a great time. They sure are. 
So thank you for doing a great job in the past, because if You're you welcome. hadn't built the event to the point it was at, it certainly wouldn't be as popular as it is today. And I believe I heard I that I believe I heard there were over 400 pre-registrations sold, so 400 people in advance indicated they were going to be here, and I think 50 people just showed up today. So that means that more people are going to show up tomorrow and more the next day. It sounds like we're going to be well over 500, 550, maybe even 600 people this weekend. That's the, incredible. The festival has been growing year after year after year. We get new people coming each year, new faces, old faces. People that come, they get hooked, they move, and you see them again. You see new people they're hearing about for the first time. They experience not just the politics, the activism, but the community that we have up here in New Hampshire. And the, that's what sells it. I love it when people come up here and they don't yeah. leave. Sometimes they come here to the pork, uh, the pork fest and they just don't go home. Uh, the uh, phrase that I liked when I first heard when I was doing it in 2007 was uh, homeless in New Hampshire. Or I guess, I guess this could be, this will be their new home if they stay here. So they don't go to their old the, right. the place from where they come. Uh, what are you up to this weekend? I mean, what are some of the things that you're involved in, some of the things you're excited about doing and, or that you're leading? Well, tell yeah. us what's happening. So one of the things I'm going to be uh, heading up tomorrow night is what's called uh, Oneg Shabbat, which is basically just a Jewish gathering. And one of the things that we highlight are free, the Free State Project is a community that we have here, aside from politics. An important part of having community is spirituality and religion. And so this weekend we have gatherings for Quakers, various Christian denominations, atheist or groups. And Friday night is uh, the start of Shabbat, which is the Jewish Day of Rest. And so to celebrate that, that day, we're going to be having uh, Kiddush with challah and wine. We're going to be teaching some Israeli dancing, doing some Torah discussion, um, basically just having a great time, taking questions and answers, and really just celebrating the coming of Shabbat. Cool. You know, it's, and, and I think that it's important to, to, to illustrate the diversity that's going on here at Porkfest, and, and you know, really with the Free State Project in general, it's not just crazy white guys with guns on their hips. <laughs> you know, and there, there are some women here too. <laughs> not just them. These these crazy white guys have lots of interests. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's not just white people that are in the uh, the Free no. State Project either. I'd like to point that out. Uh, so very cool. Uh, and when is your uh, the Shabbat thing? So happening? it's going to be starting uh, Friday night at eight o'clock and going till nine thirty, and come what? in whenever you would like. So what is Shabbat? What what is okay. that? Shabbat is basically the uh, Hebrew word for the seventh day of the week. The Sabbath, right? Yes. I mean that's uh, the Sabbath, if right. translated in English, generally. And you know it's the first commandment that's given in the Bible, the Torah, however you want to refer to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, God created the world in six days, and on the seventh day he rested, and we were to keep and remember that. And it's a day of experiencing the five pleasures that we have in life. We have physical pleasures, the pleasures of love, the pleasures of meaning, the pleasures of creativity, and the pleasures of spirituality. Hmm. And all of those are incorporated in every Shabbat. And we hope to be giving a sense of that to the people that show up, whether you're Jewish or not, whether you've been to a Shabbat before or not. Okay. Is this something that uh, is a once-a-year kind of thing, or is it every weekend? Every week. Okay. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Well, thanks for... Uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be clerking a, uh, a Quaker uh, gathering here. Um, okay. And, you know, just, just to, to show what all the different diversity of, uh, you know, religious... And people that have no religious interests at all are having uh, gatherings just to, you know, so they can celebrate their diversity. Very good. Rich Goldman, thanks for sitting in here tonight and oh, uh, sharing that with us. And thanks for coming here. I see the, uh, the, the new organizer. We'll pass the torch here to the, the new organizer. Carla is over there, and hopefully she'll join us uh, to give us some highlights of uh, what she's excited about here uh, as the organizer of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. First time. Uh, Carla, you're welcome to step up here. We'll take a couple minutes and talk to you, and then maybe we'll continue things. Live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2009, Carla Gericki, careful with the, the beer there, 
Uh, Carla Gray, we got a table right over here if you want to you want to sit those down. Lots of drinking going on here. People are having a, a good time. That's what uh, the, one of the things the Porcupines, which are that's kind of the the fun name for free staters, free state project members. One of the things the Porcupines are very good at is uh, imbibing. Is uh, is libating. So, Carla, got to get you close on that mic, real close. That's perfect. And uh, welcome to Free Talk Live. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for uh, for being here t- tonight. You're uh, organizing the Porcupine Freedom Festival for the first time. And what is it that has been most difficult? What what's been most challenging for you about this? Actually, it's it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I have a circle of friends and volunteers who have been helping. I think choosing the location sort of making the decision of mm-hmm. where to do it. You can't make everyone happy, so you sort of sure. end up with um, people not happy with here because it's too far away. Or, But, you know, even that, it's beautiful up here, yeah. and it's really good to be far away, I think. It, you know, it'd be great if Rogers King Graham was sitting in right in the middle of Keene, but it's not, so we come up here for it. <laughs> Yeah, this is. I think it's lovely, and you can't get this view anywhere else. I mean, the the, the White Mountains are right here, and they are amazing. They're not white at this time of year, but uh, they are amazing. They're now the Green Mountains. Yes. Next they're white a lot. <laughs> Though the weather is, uh, we are expecting rain this weekend, and so far things have been going pretty well. I ordered that. You did. You've well, done a fine job. Can you stick with us for a few a few sure. moments? I want to talk to you a little bit more about what's happening here this weekend. We'll get some highlights of what's coming up. We've talked about some of the things that have happened today. There's much more to come. Uh, Plus, we'll talk to you about whatever is on your mind. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. If you're on hold, stick with us. We will get to your calls. This is Free Talk. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, as always, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, one of the easiest ways to do it is to shop at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So you know you've got to buy things in order to enjoy your life. Amazon likely sells whatever it is you're looking for. They've got dozens of categories, even used items. So if you need to save a few bucks, uh, go with the used items at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And remember, when you enter through that link, Free Talk Live gets a percentage. That, again, is Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We are continuing here to discuss the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the event that we're broadcasting from here for the, for the remainder of this broadcast week. We'll be on uh, also live Friday and Saturday nights. We're going to get back to the phone calls in a moment. But, Carla, we've got you with us here. And uh, you said you'd come by before you were too drunk to, uh, to talk to us. So I appreciate you remembering and coming and uh, talk to us because I preach. it's always nice to talk to the organizer and kind of get the behind the scenes. As the organizer of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, this 2009 edition, for the first time, what do you look looking forward to doing tomorrow. I mean, are you going to have even have time to go and do any of these things that are happening? If you if you had time, will you have time and if you have time, what would you do? Oh, let me turn your microphone on. That would help, huh? Okay, try again. Negatory on the possibly doing things, but if I could do stuff tomorrow, definitely um, during the evening the live music shows, oh yeah, which will start around 7. 
and we'll have music from 7 to probably around 11. Most of the bands are free staters or liberty people. They are so, uh, the, the liberty-oriented people are so excited about music, and there, there's so many people that uh, you know that, that love it and express themselves through it, and we have some great bands. Yeah, we actually have also a bunch of people who are just, you know, they have their drums here, they're drumming. We have a DJ right now who's just spinning downstairs who's, playing some drum and bass, which is a mixed reaction, I would say. But mm-hmm. um, also tomorrow we have the uh, bus tour going to Portsmouth. Okay. So that'll be really good. And they're going to stop in Hampton Beach, which has the Grand Sandcastle Championship. No it's supposed to be really Sounds cool. Like, like People say it's really beautiful. And on Saturday, I'm looking forward to two things. I want to play a game of Scrabble because I have had no rest for three months. <laughs> There's a lot of board games being played, which you'd be surprised just how much fun it is. Yeah. Exactly, and actually they just came to get, I hitched a ride up to get chairs because we're going to start the poker down in the picnic hall. So mm, that's be the good. real fun. Yes. Wait, 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 poker. Yes. Now, free staters and gambling may mean there's money involved. Oh, I don't, there's money there involved. There is money involved. Real so money. This is, so this is civil disobedience then we're talking about. There is, uh, there's law-breaking going on here. I, I'm not at liberty to say as the, the organizer, but yeah. hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That is awesome. Uh, so we actually had somebody who was on the line. He said uh, he wanted to know about diversity at Porkfest. Unfortunately, he dropped off. What would you have to say to that? I mean, obviously, we just had Rich Goldman on talking about the kind of religious diversity that's that's going on here. Do you have any comments? I mean, we don't have his exact question, but... Well, I, because I don't know what what exactly he means by diversity. I mean, I think what unites us all instead of dividing us all, I think diversity in some ways can be such a loaded thing because mm-hmm. it can be like, well, what does that mean? Is it a way to try and say we're, we're you know, separate people? This is about inclusion. It's about community. It's, oh, yeah. You know, if you want to come here, it doesn't matter how diverse or, I don't know, crazy or not crazy or Christian or Jewish or atheist you are, right. you're welcome here as long as you believe in the principle of personal responsibility, and freedom. Yeah, and individual that's about, liberty. that about sums it up. I would say so. And we, we, we don't we care have... about the color of your skin or your, your creed or your sexual orientation. We care about whether you want to use the government to aggress on us. Yeah, what, do you believe in aggression against uh, against your neighbors? And the people here don't. Exactly. Uh, though there are some minarchists around. Uh, <laughs> we'll fix them. That's one of those diverse <laughs> things, though. There are uh, people that are into small government here, and there are people into, you know, voluntarism and uh, completely getting the authoritarian state out of our lives and eliminating it entirely. So that's some diversity. Men, women, young, old, uh, different uh, places they come from, from around the country. I think uh, Frederick is here, not necessarily in this room, but there's a guy from Sweden who came over here. Yes. Uh, so lots of different uh, folks. Long hairs, short hairs, no hairs. There's all kinds of people. I believe here. we have Shave a Hippie as one of the silent auction Shave items. Shave a Hippie. <laughs> Who is the hippie that will be shaven? That's I, what I'd like to know. Uh, yeah. It better not be Lou Eastman. That's some, some amazing hair. Yeah, Lou's got some great hair. <laughs> Carla, uh, thanks for coming on the show here tonight. I know you want to enjoy yourself uh, the remainder of the evening, and I uh, thank you for, for doing all this. This very much, uh, a lot of hard work went into this, and uh, it's not just you. It's a lot of volunteers that uh, that have helped you out 
How many people are on your staff, real quick, or not staff, but how many people are helping out behind the scenes? I mean, I would say our core team is probably 10 to 12 people. Mm -hmm. We had probably 30 people just signing up to help here. Right. The thing is, is when something needs to get done here at Porkfest, it's very easy because people will step right up and, and help get it yeah. done. That's exactly it. You know, we had the, the launch party down at the picnic hall. The trash was starting to fill up. You just get four guys. You go, can you go throw out the trash cans? It's done. Yeah. Picnic tables. We wanted to move outside because it's a beautiful evening. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, why not be outside? Sure. Picnic tables are moved. So even beyond the core team, everyone is pitching in. And when's the gambling again? The gambling is every evening <laughs> okay. from 10 p.m. We scheduled oh, great. that so that after the show. could do it after the show. I'm actually not much of a gambler. I'm kind of <laughs> too either. cheap for that. But I'll watch. It'll be fun to watch. Maybe I'll roll some dice or something. I don't know. I did the dice game that one time. We had, we do uh, Freedom Fest or the uh, the Free Keen Fest out in, in Keene, which is a very small gathering compared to this. Uh, maybe someday Free Keen Fest will be as big as this. I don't know. Get me to organize. Um, uh, well, now okay, <laughs> I'm tempted. Now I'm tempted. Um, Mike Barsky did it. It last time and he did a super job. Mike is actually one of my right hand guys. Yeah. He's amazing. He's, a, re he's a real doer. He's a super uh, super activist. But we had some gambling tables and uh, they did poker this past uh, time and there were a, there was a dice game. I like the dice game because I don't like have to I don't like to think too much. You know about well what cards do they have and uh, what's the flush and I don't know all the rules and with the dice I can just roll the damn dice and, and then I can go and match it up and I don't know Cold somebody will handle it for you. Like a simpleton. Carla, thank you so much for doing everything here. You've thank done a you. fantastic job. And uh, we've got an amazing group of people at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. There's Frederick from uh, Sweden back there. An international audience, an international group here to, yep. uh, this weekend at the Rogers Campground, Lancaster, New Hampshire, right next to the White Mountains with an amazing view. I have to say that, uh, you know, at this early point, I will say that uh, the Rogers Campground, better than Gunstock. And Matthew, as somebody who's been here for, what, most of the day? Matthew uh, is with us, one of the earlier movers. First 1,000. Uh, when did you get here? I got here early 07, or late 07, I should How say. How about here to uh, the Porcupine oh, Freedom Festival? Around but 11 o'clock. that was a good answer, too. 11 o'clock. Oh, okay, okay. So if you had a chance to walk around the, the campground and get I got here. I, I was in uh, Rogers in uh, 06, and it was fantastic. Oh, you've been here before. Okay. Yeah. And we were talking about diversity earlier. Um, I saw a gathering of Odinists going on at uh, your campground. Is that right? Well, that's true. I am a polytheist. What, what does that mean? It means I, we uh, believe in many gods and uh, ancestors. So how many gods? That depends on the the faith. The, the polytheist. What about you? Yeah, I believe in, well, it's around 12 or so. Yeah. Six okay. major ones. Six major ones, correct. So 12 or so. Is 12 like, or so. Well, there's, there's, it depends on the area. Uh, there's minor gods that are, lo you know, local gods, that is kind it, of thing. Is it kind of like uh, like Zeus, where there's a god of thunder that's or a god of... Well, well the, that's simplifying it, uh, the reality, the... Uh, the Christians actually made it simpler than it really was. There was, uh, uh, as far as Zeus goes, that kind of thing. That was Greek. I'm, uh, we, we follow the Germanic beliefs, um, but, but it's similar because there's a uh, similar relation. Are the so gods? If, be, if people want to find out more, what are they? Uh, it's, we're we're getting close to the break here. What, what would oh. they look up? Uh, Asatru. There. Uh, it's also just uh, Germanic polytheism or Germanic heathenry. Yeah. Well, is one god more powerful than another, or no. are they all the same? No, we don't believe in all-powerful gods, as in there's one all-powerful uh, deity, the way uh, monotheists do. Mm -hmm. uh, we believe that, uh, there's a multiple of 
beings that uh, interact with uh, people. Yeah. Huh. And, and so yeah. they're all on the same level. One god not more powerful than another god. They're yeah, all it's, of... a, it's just their various parts of their various roles and... Where'd you, where'd you find this? Uh, I mean, did mom and dad tell you about this, or what did you... <laughs> well, growing up, it's I looked into my ancestry as a kind of a... Uh, uh, just where I was looking for, for my spirituality. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, uh, you know, I, I sort of looked into it myself, not for any reason for uh, adopting it, just for knowledge's sake. Mm-hmm. And I, I find it interesting that this is where, you know, the majority of my ancestry is German also. Right. And it, it's interesting that this is what my ancestors thought was yeah. the, the case. It's, and, a, it's a very compl- actually complex belief system that we have. It's not a, it's not a simplistic one as, the, as Christian monotheists tend to have made it out to be. Thank you, Matthew, for uh, sitting in here tonight. Always good to talk That's to you. And all about diversity in the Free State Project. There's a lot of it, uh, diversity here as well. Uh, plus, we've got uh, gay and straight people in uh, the Free State Project okay. as well, uh, just as another there's example. There's gay people here? There's one in a pink shirt right there, the, the gayest live for your die shirt I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, more on the way here. Hour number three is coming up, and he's one of my favorite activists. Maybe we'll talk to Neil here in a moment. Uh, hour three is on the way. You bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight it is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features, they are completely free. So enjoy those on us. If you like the uh, the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, we're going to tell you about the Amplifier program a little bit later. Uh, but we're so busy with so many guests, so many interesting things to discuss here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2009 edition at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire, northern part mm-hmm. of the state. I've never had the opportunity to come up north uh, here in New Hampshire, and so I'm really glad to be here. It's, it's a lot of fun. There is no better group of people to spend a weekend with than these folks, and yes, they should applaud themselves. Uh, because they are that awesome. And no better place to do it than uh, up here in, in the beautiful White Mountains. Yeah, absolutely. So let's continue talking to some more of these interesting people. Of course, we'll take your calls if you make them. Uh, we've had a, a few people call in, but they've unfortunately been impatient with us and dropped off the lines. Either that or bad cell phone connections. Looks like somebody was calling from Porkfest. Uh, <laughs> walk up here if they want. There's not much in the way of cell phone access up here, I'll tell you that. We are in the woods. Uh, but toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. Let's talk to special guest here. Mark Warden is with us. Not only are you a Free Talk Live advertiser, Mark, but uh, you're also one of the busier activists up here. You do a real estate thing for business. How can people get in touch with you as far as that is concerned? What's the, what's the best way for people that are looking at houses, interested in looking at houses, that sort of thing? Thank you, Ian and Mark. Yeah, you can go to porcupinerealtor.com. It's probably the best way to get a hold of me. PorcupineRealtor.com, and it's got, it's kind of kitschy, and I've kind of branded myself, but actually it's catching on, mm-hmm. and I've, I've talked to a lot of people this week at the Porcupine Freedom Festival who have heard of me uh, just by advertising on Free Talk Live. Great. And I like the work you guys are doing and getting the word out there about freedom. So basically, I'm a part-time real estate agent, even though I've been doing it for 15 years. Mm-hmm. I'm a part-time activist. I want to make time to get up to the state house, work with the system, uh, try to bring about more liberty in our lifetime, and Realty. also find find real estate and property for those who want to move here to the free state. Very cool. Realty is good for that because uh, you you can set your own hours and you do a lot of weekend work because you have to show people on the weekends and that kind of thing. So, for a person who doesn't mind uh, doing a bit of work and putting in more than 60 hours a week or something like that, including their activism, it's a great thing. Yeah. 
So one of the other things that you've done here recently is you and another activist have gone in together, as I understand it, to buy a party bus. Uh, it, was, it looks like it was uh, like a citizen or a uh, like a, a little transport bus. But what was would, this thing in the past? I mean, yeah, I would call it a um, shuttle bus. Okay. Yeah. Twenty-two like passenger like an airport shuttle bus. Right. Diesel engine. It's got on the back. It's got a handicapped lift, right? Mm-hmm. Convenient. So, yeah. We're going to try to sell that sucker. <laughs> it's a lift. Recoup- we bought it at a state auction. Twenty-two passenger shuttle bus, but it's we call it the Porcupine Freedom Bus, and. Today we had a tour of the Merrimack Valley down to Manchester mm-hmm. and Nashua and um, Concord. The people here at the Freedom at the uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival find out more about now, the state. You've had tours in the past here right. at the, the, the past Pork Fest, and uh, you've had to rent a bus presumably before. Uh, before. Now you've got right. your own. Exactly. Why pay money to Enterprise rent a car? Yeah, well, talk right have, into that mic if you don't well, mind. Well, we can have our own um, bus. So what we did is there's a guy named William. William and Amy from Arizona and I, I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada, mm-hmm. we decided to invest in a bus. We bought it at a state auction for $2,400, right? It's fairly cheap. small That's awesome. investment, but we put a lot of money into uh, making it road right. legal and road safe. And now it's available for any time we want to do uh, Pork Fest tours, New Hampshire Liberty Forum tours, tours of Keene, rallies, sure. uh, protests. And Last week we had a trip down out to Ben and, ben and Jerry's in Vermont. It's <laughs> very cool, and it's a great way to bring activists together all in one place, right. and of course save money on on gas. I mean, right. a lot of people have a tough time as far as uh, the economy being down a little bit. Uh, gas still isn't cheap. Plus, if uh, you're going to go someplace, you might as well go with a big group of people who are ha- ready to have fun and agree with you, as opposed to you know riding yourself up in your car. Now, the next step is taking the vegetable oil, right? If we have anything in the crowd, they know how to convert. You can do it. An engine to vegetable oil, and just go to the restaurants and uh, download uh, the, the oil. I'd look it. to the Alt Expo for that one. The alternative. Well, uh, and you guys are doing some more trips uh, to different places. I, right. Uh, what, what are the other trips that are coming up this yeah, weekend? Yeah, tomorrow, which will be Friday, we're going down to the seacoast, which here in New Hampshire means the sh- very short 11-mile coastline. But it's beautiful. It's the, shortest, it's the shortest coastline of any state in the United States of America, but mm-hmm. it's beautiful. So we're going to go to Portsmouth, then down to Hampton Beach, where this week they've had the Sandcast competition. We'll go through Dover, Durham which is uh, the headquarters of UNH, basically people see the, uh, the eastern side of the state. Is it all sold out at this point? No. We have a few seats left. So, so you could show up tomorrow. show up tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock, um, pay their 20 bucks, right? It's very inexpensive. Yeah. Basically, it just covers the cost of fuel and take a tour of the state and uh, see how much they love it here and they want to move to New Hampshire. It is awesome here. I mean, it's yeah, the state. first of all, the state itself, and I know you've been around uh, a number of places as a realtor, obviously. There are so many beautiful places. It's hard to choose as far as... You know, place A, very pretty, place B, very pretty, place C, all very, very nice. Um, it's, it seems to me that if you're going to be picking where you want to live here in New Hampshire, you want to pick based on work opportunities, I think, probably number one. Where right. can you get a, a, a gig that is similar to what you have, if that's possible? For some people, it's not. Right. Some people that are maybe a little less choosy about that can have a little more of a selection, in which case I would. the next thing I would look at is what kind of activism do you want to be around? Are you wanting to uh, spend a lot of time at the State House in Concord? If so, you should live in the Concord area. It's right? a heck of a lot easier than making that drive every day. Well, uh, not you know, that the drive is too Keen. bad, though, Mark. I mean, from Keene, it's only 45 minutes and, I mean, the, right. and, and to an hour, maybe. And then, you know, 
to, to go across the state, you're looking at two, two and a half, an hour, uh, two and a half hours, which is one of the reasons why New Hampshire was such a great choice for the Free State Project. Back that much is true. Certainly, it beats Wyoming and, and oh from a distance well, standpoint. Yeah. What we're seeing here in, in New Hampshire with the Free State Project is people are self-selective, right, based on their social circles. So a lot of people are moving to Keene because they're maybe uh, outside the, the government or outside the system, right, right. more civdis, more voluntarious, right? Whereas people that are more inside the system want to move to Concord, uh, Manchester area. So it's, it's working out pretty well, and we try to find something for everybody based on what their needs are, their budget, uh, their travel times. Anywhere you end up, you're going to find friendly people that will welcome you, that will do more than just welcome you. Yeah. They'll show up at your house or your apartment or wherever it is you're moving into. If you ask for it, if you ask for it, you yeah. just have to post online uh, over at nhfree.com or the Free State Project forums, and just let people know, hey, we're moving up. There's, here's the date we're moving up. Here's the time. Uh, you know, you private message me for the address or post it publicly if you want. But people will show up. A dozen, you can have a dozen people waiting at your uh, your house for you to arrive mm -hmm. in your uh, your moving truck, and then right. within minutes. <laughs> Within minutes, your whole truck is unloaded. I mean, I remember when we moved Sam in, in uh, our co-host Sam, when he came into Keene, there were probably 15 people there, and that truck was, it was a truck full of stuff. Oh, like, it was a lot of full. stuff. That whole truck was probably unloaded in an hour's time, maybe? That might be stretching it, maybe. I've never seen so many people work... Uh, so quickly for pizza yeah. and beer. Right. And if, for if, people they don't know. It would know. have been unloaded faster if Ian hadn't just been standing there eating pizza. Oh, cut it out. <laughs> and if Mark hadn't been standing there <laughs> drinking beer, right? So. No, it, that does, it doesn't usually work now. that way. But, uh, so we think, welcome people to the Free State. Come on up here. We'll make your transition very easy. Yeah, and get in touch with Mark, uh, PorcupineRealtor.com. Right. Speaking of which, uh, you're working with a friend of mine, Antonio, and looking for his house. Right. And, uh, you know, he's coming from what, New Jersey or something right. like that. And like, tell me about the sort of long distance looking for a house thing, how it works for different people. Nowadays in real estate, everything is done online to do the initial vetting of properties, right? So you can go to um, realtor.com or naren.com, mm -hmm. the MLS uh, online services, and find out what's available out there, what's for sale. You need to start narrowing it down by price, your price point, your number of acres that you need, your, and your geographical location. Yeah. So I work with our, our potential buyers. I work with lenders to help get them pre-approved. They know what they can afford, what they can do, and then we go from there. So they do the initial uh, research online, mm -hmm. and when they come out here, we go in property to property and look at them in person. Would you say it's a, good time, it's a good time to buy, would you say, in New Hampshire right now? Uh, I would say right now it's a good uh, investment opportunity in New Hampshire for the following two reasons. Prices are lower, mm -hmm. and interest rates are low. So if you can actually... Uh, if you actually have a job, yeah. <laughs> right? that's, not, that's half the people in this room. But if you have a job and you can qualify for a loan, now's a good time to take advantage of very low interest rates, pay back over 30 years. We all know with the inflation, the dollar's going to be devalued over the next 30 years, right? There so today's $1,000 uh, monthly payment is worth, in today's dollars, $500 10 years from now. Great points, Let's Mark go for it. So. Let's Thanks. do it. If you want to do a loan, come see me at PorcupineRealtor.com. Awesome. Thanks, Mark, uh, for sitting in here tonight. More on the way. Guests, your calls as well. It's Free Talk Live, live from Porcupine. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight it is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at FreeTalkLive.com. We've got a lot of features. We give them all away free including the webcam, which is actually not on right now, but you can get audio still on the webcam. 
You can also listen live via uh, broadband, dial-up streams as well. All listen uh, at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. We're doing this edition of the program live from the 2009 Porcupine Freedom Festival in Lancaster, New Hampshire at Rogers Campground. Populated with hundreds of liberty, populated by hundreds of uh, liberty-minded people from all across, not only just New Hampshire, across the country, from around the world. Uh, people are here because they love freedom and they want to be together with other people that also love freedom and enjoy themselves. And that is what is going on uh, right now all across the room that we're sitting in, all across this campground. There are uh, parties, there are campfires. Tomorrow there's a whole list of things that is uh, going on. Everything from tours across the state to, I don't have the list in front of me, but we'll talk about that a little bit later uh, because we've got to get to some calls. But first, audiblepodcast.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can listen whenever or wherever you, you want, just like the podcast that you might be listening to of this show. Audible has over 60,000 titles to choose from. Every genre Audible has it covered. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL to get a free audiobook today. It's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Now, before we get right into the phone call, uh, phone calls here, I just want to introduce our third person on the mic three. His name is Josh. He is one of the Keniacs. Uh, you're actually New Hampshire, uh, New Hampshire native, Josh, and yeah, not only are you a native, but you're also a cartoon superstar. That's right. And You've got to get right up on that microphone, dude, just an FYI. Anybody who's been frequenting uh, Dale's AnarchyHair.com, I am the inspiration for the Angry Josh character. You are Angry Josh in real life. Uh, maybe not so angry in real life, but... Maybe more colorfully expressive, <laughs> but, you know, that doesn't sound as good as Angry Josh. So, uh, so we're going to just have you sit in here as we talk to Randy in Florida. Randy, you're on Free Talk Live. How are you doing, Randy. guys? Hey, hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, not much. I really wanted to give you guys props for uh, for all you doing, getting the message out. Uh, I appreciate you guys streaming from uh, from the Pork Festival, and uh, you know it's really it's really refreshing to be able to catch uh, you know this type of message on the uh, on the internet and on the mainstream. You know, I appreciate you guys and GCN in general, and uh, you know Mark and Ian, uh, you guys rock, man. Did you. You, did you have anything on your mind besides just props? I mean, I appreciate that, but we like to have conversations. Well, I mean, uh, I do have uh, I do have a few things on my mind as far as current legislation that's being passed uh, or being brought up in the Senate. As you know, most likely uh, Ron Paul's HR twelve hundred seven has uh, you know uh, over a majority of support. But a lot of people forget about the uh, the Senate bill that's being uh, you know. Under-supported, in my opinion. So if uh, we can get yeah. out and support, wait, wait, uh, what, what, what? If we what, can get the, out and support the uh, co-legislation in the Senate um, to audit is this the, the audit Reserve, the Fed? I think it's really important. So the audit the Fed bill, uh, right? Ron it's getting Paul. a lot of traction in the House right now, but for some reason the senators, uh, you know, they're they're a little more the, the the old boys club, and they're not ready to go after their friends at the Federal Reserve who've been, uh, mm. you know, essentially supporting all the nonsense that they've been doing. So for what the do last you suggest? Seventy-five years or more. What would you suggest? Personally, I would, yeah, I'm here. I would suggest, uh, you know, it worked pretty well contacting our representatives and expressing the, uh, you know, the concern towards the Federal Reserve. And I think uh, we need to do that, uh, you know, as well with the Senate, contact them. Uh, but it needs to be to a whole different level. And uh, um, we need to get the word out a lot more than what it is right now because it's, it's, really, it's really not gaining any traction. And if we want to... Uh, to have some type of positive influence in the long run, this, uh, you know, both legislations need to pass. How do you feel about uh, declaring independence instead of bothering with all this uh, federal stuff? 
Well, I mean, I think that would be great. Um, I, 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 you know, I don't know how. I mean, I really don't know how possible it would be uh, to to accomplish that um, in the immediate future. Um, so that's why I'm hoping that uh, something will come about of this legislation. Well, thank you, Randy, for the call yeah, tonight. I agree, I um, Randy. I, I, you know, I, I see that. The 1207, uh, the end of the, excuse me, the audit of the Fed bill, it has some traction. It looks like it might go somewhere. Why not get behind it? Well, because I don't feel like there's any point. Okay. Like, I see where you're coming from and everything, but uh, I've called rep- so-called representatives plenty of times in my life, and I've seen, we saw the, the bailout thing where like 99% of Americans were against the bailout. They all called their representatives, and the representatives just didn't give a damn. Yeah, well, qu- this time they do. The question I have about the, uh, the audit of the Fed bill is how many of the co-sponsors um, are members of the Republican Party? Because Good there question. Are, there, there are a lot of legitimate concerns abound right now, whether or not um, just the fact that there is a Democratic majority in the House and the Senate right now, whether or not people are jumping onto the audit the Fed bandwagon just as a way to oppose the current regime mm. rather than having any conviction in what... It's hard for uh, me to get excited. Spouses. It's hard for me to get excited about anything that goes on in Washington D.C. I just don't feel like. Um, uh, first of all, I know they're not representing me. Any of them. Certainly, the senators are not interested at all. Clearly, they don't even care about this particular piece of legislation. And I just don't. And maybe I'm completely jaded. Maybe uh, maybe that's what it is. Uh, that I just don't feel like. I don't feel like my time will be spent wisely by calling some senator's office and going through those steps. I just don't feel like it. Yeah, it's relatively easy with Downsize DC's. Uh, uh, you know, the are software. they behind this? Is Downsize yes, DC absolutely. Well, Downsize DC does make it easy at uh, downsizedc.org. But as far as me picking up a phone or doing anything more than clicking a few mouse button uh, mouse mouse buttons, you can count me out. I, I understand where you're coming from. You know, I, yeah. I, I have called my representatives on this, and I will call my senator on this. I'm actually becoming less and less likely to even use Downsize DC, to be completely honest with you. Like, I love Jim Babka, and I know what they're doing over there, and I think that I still support generally what they do. It's just that if, if I am really somebody who believes in independence, mm-hmm. then it doesn't make sense for me to involve myself at a federal level at, at, in any way, shape, or form. I believe in independence. What kind of independence do you believe in? Declaring independence, uh, re- removing from personally? the federal government. For, personally, or maybe have a group of activists declare independence. Maybe, you know, we could have a little declaration of independence at the next pork fest, and people could sign it, and then we'd have our own piece of paper with signatures on it, and we could say, well, well, now we're going to pass laws and send out a bunch of property tax bills, and you have to pay. No, of course, I'm kidding. Well. I'm kidding. I don't really seriously mean that. But what makes, what would make our declaration of independence any less legitimate than the original declaration of independence? Well, really, when you're asking for a popular consensus to back up your convictions and principles, you're really, in a way, putting out on a billboard that you're really not standing behind them. What, can you re- run that by me again? There's a lot of noise in here. Okay. <laughs> well, it's hard to get a little closer to the microphone here. So if you're, if you're spousing your convictions and your principles and you're asking for a popular nationwide, maybe global consensus yeah. to maybe give legitimacy to your convictions and your principles, it's, it, I think it sort of deadens them right then and there. Yeah, well, you probably aren't going to get it, right? I mean, you, you have to be willing to stand alone as an individual, naked and slathered in the mud, retaining your dignity if you're going to get anywhere for personal liberty. I'm just imagining you slathering yourself in mud right now. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's where man came from. They, they, they say that poverty is the default state of mankind. So you have to be prepared to 
be thrown back down into the caves and the mud and the sticks with a hatchet and still maintain your integrity, integrity and your intelligence and your dignity. Hatchets are not default. <laughs> anyway, toll-free number is 800-259-9231. We'll take your calls about anything. I, I could still be persuaded to do something on a national level, but there hasn't really ever been anything that's been exciting to me. So they pass a, an audit the Fed bill. So what? More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. We will still talk to you about whatever is on your mind. Plus, we've got interesting people all around here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We're broadcasting live in Lancaster, New Hampshire, the beautiful uh, White Mountains in the background here at Rogers Campground, surrounded by hundreds of like-minded, liberty-loving activists. You can hear about, I don't know... 25, 30 of them here in our uh, our audience room. Josh is joining us, uh, also known as Angry Josh, uh, represented in cartoon form at anarchyinyourhead.com. I mean, do you have anything else you want to promote here, Josh? I don't know if you've got any real promotable things going on right now. You're Not a student. Really. Not really. There's a there's a music project going on with uh, myself and some fellow free staters. A mission project? Uh, a music project. A music project that uh, I was fortunate enough to put together by meeting uh, some fellow free staters who moved from Utah and Colorado and California. Uh, cool. Andrew Carroll, the marijuana activist, among them. And you guys are going to be uh, p performing, is it tomorrow night? Yeah, we'll be performing tomorrow night uh, while you broadcast the show. Excellent. So we'll get to hear it because the windows are open, and uh, I'm sure we'll be able to hear it from up here, which is very cool. It's nice to have a concert. Uh, let's continue with some phone calls here. Uh, we'll just have you sit in for them. In fact, then we'll try to wrangle over maybe, I see Pete. Pete from MotorhomeDiaries.com is here, so maybe we'll grab him a little bit later because we're running out of time here. Only uh, 30 minutes left into the show, actually less than that. Let's talk to a Pete in North Carolina. Pete, you're on for Free Talk Live. Hello there. Yes, how are you guys tonight? Hey, well, just great, Pete. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, actually, I wanted to talk about abortion. Uh, I consider myself uh, very principled, uh, libertarian, almost a voluntarist. Not quite sure, you know, uh, but pretty much no government. Um, but I consider abortion to be a crime. And I don't know how uh, libertarians can consider themselves pro-choice. Well, it's, there are it's, different... It's, uh, it's a dilemma. It's a dilemma I face because... Yep, it yeah, I would say that uh, I, I see where you're coming from, and I understand why why people believe it's uh, murder, etc., and, and things like that. Um, and I think that, that amongst the liberty community, you'll find a, a couple of different viewpoints on this. I think people, a uh, number of people, are uh, would feel the same way as you do that that, that there's something uh, inherently wrong about it, and then some other people would just you know be in favor of, of choice. I am uh, somebody who's in favor of, of choice. I don't want to lock somebody up in a, in a jail cell or, or punish them in some way for for making what is as I would what I would say would be one of the most difficult choices that a, that a woman could make. I mean, obviously, I'm not a woman. I can't really comment, but it's, uh, it's my understanding that it is not an easy choice to decide to go through with something like that, and I think the very uh, last thing you want to do after, some, after a situation that, uh, like that is to put somebody who has gone through that process in a jail cell, which of course is, is a suggestion when you say it's a crime. Okay, um, that's the dilemma I face too. I really don't want to put them in jail, but I do also consider it a crime. Well, here's, here's some basic questions I, I have. I don't know what the... Uh, answer is. It's a, just a difficult dilemma that I... Well, I, let's start with some questions instead of answers. Okay, um, 
while I was on the University of New Hampshire campus about a year and a half ago, they had this thing called the Genocide Awareness Project come through. And basically what they did is to equate early-term abortion with the genocide of six million Jewish people in uh, Europe. Would you agree with that comparison? Uh, no. I wouldn't think so. Um, I'm, so, I'm a libertarian-leaning person. Uh, I firmly believe in a woman's right to choose. You know, people really don't have control over their biology. Pheromones send out these signals. People become attracted to one another. That's uh, abdication of re personal responsibility. But I firmly believe in a woman's right to choose. But a man, this, this might sound a little out of left field to some people, but uh, I think men really make their, their choice when they conceive the child with the woman. And... I think it's a man's responsibility to be a man and either be there through the abortion with their mate or to support and raise their child. So you, the crackpottest uh, position I've ever heard. Yeah. So um, a woman gets to choose <laughs> up until halfway through four and a half months or whatever in her pr pregnancy, but a man should step up and be a man and uh, support no matter what it is that well, she chooses. Well, Mark, are, are you carrying that child to, through till gestation? I am not. However, I don't like the idea that she gets to have sex and then make a choice, and I get to make a choice before I have sex. Does that seem fair to you, Josh? What if I said you took your, you made your choice and you ripped off your belt? I would say that she did the same. So she's responsible, as far as I'm concerned, for carrying that human life that she created to term. Now, am I willing to lock her up? No, I'm not willing to lock up any doctors over it either. But if it's not killing a, if, if it's not if it's not ending a human life, then what is it? Now, it's a what are the damages? It's a human life. Well, I think the real answer is to know and trust the people that you're sleeping and procreating with. I'm with you on that. So, so that when you get into a position where you yourself, you bring a little jack into your life, mm -hmm. it's a, a thrill. And it's an adventure, and you're really looking forward to it. And the thought of Jack not existing doesn't even cross your mind. Okay. I, I, I would, I would, you know, conjecture that. Well, I think I think you're right that people need to be more responsible with their choices. I think the society we live in certainly does not encourage responsibility. I think that in a more free world, responsibility would be more encouraged. But still, people are going to make mistakes. People are going to uh, be overcome by their uh, their hormones, as you were suggesting earlier. Sure. Do you think that people shouldn't be responsible for um, dealing with the the consequences of their mistakes? I think there are consequences, and that one of those consequences is a baby gestating in uh, in your belly, and yeah. so they're dealing with that. Consequence consequence uh, by, you know, by virtue of making a choice as to how to, how to handle that. Uh, and, I, and I think that if, uh, you know, if you want to discourage that sort of thing, Pete, I, I would say that you might want to engage in some ostracism, you know. Uh, don't be friendly with those people or uh, don't, uh, you know, don't let your kids play with their kids if they have any. Uh, and More importantly, I think that the people that believe um, in pro-life have not stepped up to the plate and done what they need to do in today's society, which is, you know, stand on the sidewalk in front of Planned Parenthood and offer these young women money for their children. Yeah, that I might mean, give them an you know, incentive. They, to, scholarships uh, to go to school, whatever it is, it's it's done through the adoption agencies. It can be done right there on the steps of Planned Parenthood. Well, and I think if Johnson were here with us at the moment, he would point out that science is moving in a direction to where abortion won't really even be necessary eventually they'll be able to take out the remove the fetus and then sort of uh, bring it to term in maybe some sort of artificial gestation area and then it can be 
you know, can be adopted out or something like that. There, are, there would be ways to uh, kind of avoid having to go through the, uh, through the abortion process. But nonetheless, I would suggest ostracism as a solution if you're really concerned with it, if you really think it's a problem. Um, I, however, would just offer uh, empathy with, or I guess sympathy, because I, I don't think I'm I can empathize with I'm not in punishing woman. somebody for something that there's, you know, better solutions for. And there are better solutions for the problem we have with abortion today, right now. People who believe in uh, life for, for you know, unborn babies, they can do something about it right now. And that is connecting the people that want those unborn babies with the women that have them. Yeah, but you can't shout down the people that you want to connect with. You can't yell at them. Right. You can't, Showing uh, them pictures of dismembered yeah, babies signs. perhaps isn't the, the best way to create right. a connection. Yeah. And uh, I want to know why pictures of dismembered babies are somehow more horrific than piles of dismembered men in far-off lands. Pete, any other thoughts for us? Well, no, that was it. I just wanted to how it's it's difficult for me to grasp uh, people being pro-choice uh, when it violates the non-aggression principle. Well, I think they would just disagree with you as far as it violating the non-aggression principle. And I thank you for the call tonight, Pete, as far as you'll never get anybody to agree. We've got a room full of people here, and I'm sure nope. many of them would disagree on uh, when it is that life actually begins. Some people believe it's right when the, you know, the sperm hits the egg, and some people believe it's a certain number of weeks in, and some people believe it's not until the, the birth happens. I don't think anybody's ever going to resolve that. Uh, it's never going to, no, no one is think, ever going to come to a 100% consensus on that, and we have to, de we have to deal with that. I think that uh, Josh made a great point that there are varying degrees of human life. I do believe that a fetus is a human life, but if I had to choose between the unborn fetus of my wife and I sitting in a Petri dish on, the, uh, on uh, Jack's dresser and Jack during a fire in my yeah. house, I only got to pick up one and carry them out. I Easy would say, choice. Yeah, I, it, it, like there, there isn't a choice for me. I'd choose your dog before the Petri dish. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, uh, the dog can probably oh, take care of herself. She's an adult. All right, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. Uh, Josh, always nice talking to you. We're going to try to good get to you guys. somebody else in here, maybe Pete. Uh, I will give my time America. to Pete Ayer. Very good, sir. Always good having you. Uh, first time actually having you. We'll have you again, perhaps. Uh, thank you for coming on. Moments remain. Enough time for your call. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything to style toll-free. Even in these remaining moments, we'll try to sneak you in. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readums, readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided with a detailed, real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship we have with coercive governments. FreedomsPhoenix.com offers the up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go to um, go now to FreedomsPhoenix.com and sign up for the free daily dispatch at Freedoms with an S Phoenix.com. All right, the toll-free number again, 800-259-9231, uh, here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2009 edition, surrounded by uh, great listeners and activists, liberty-minded people, hundreds of them, all around here at the Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. It's the first night 
of three. We'll be broadcasting Friday and Saturday night. There's still some uh, few things going on Sunday morning as well. So if you're going to be in the New England area this weekend, make a point to come up to Lancaster. It's worth the drive. You're going to meet some amazing people, and one of whom is joining us on the third microphone right now. He is Varen Swearingen, the president of the Free State Project. Varen, welcome back to Free Talk Live. Good morning, Ian. Is it the morning already? Not <laughs> I, I don't yet, know. I've been, I've been all over, and, and I don't know what time He's a, you know, in his daytime job. He's a pilot, and yeah. you know, I, I imagine he's seen the sun three times today. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to talk to you in a moment here, but let's get to the phone calls. Uh, Matt is in Illinois. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live. Matt Hello? in Illinois. Going once. Hi, guys. I wish Matt. I was there with you. Yes, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I just wanted to make a, a quick comment and maybe give a different pers- perspective for this gentleman who called in on the abortion issues. Uh, I got three kids of my own, two, two, two stepkids. And when I first met uh, this, the woman that I lived 20 years with, uh, I, I, had got, I got her pregnant not long into our uh, relationship, and not we weren't sure that we could afford a child, so she decided to get an abortion. Mm. It was quite an emotional thing for us, but it, we, we I bet it is. feel that we could financially support a child. Well, a few months later, she got pregnant again. And she wasn't going to have another abortion because... Um, because of the first abortion that she had, she just couldn't take it anymore emotionally. So we had the child, and it was a girl. But the point is that that child would never have been born if it wasn't for the fact that the first child was aborted. Interesting. So if we hadn't aborted the first child, would that mean that we murdered my current daughter that I, that I have now and love dearly? I have to say, I've never heard anybody make that particular point before. That life never would have come to be. Is that as much of a murder as uh, snuffing out, uh, you know, a, a newly formed fetus? I, I, it's, a, it's hard to draw lines around this. And, and that's the seen and the unseen. Uh, it's easy yeah. to look back at and see what happened because it was my experience. Um, it, it certainly should have happened to other people, I would think. I mean, so the, I the first abortion. So what you're saying is the first abortion was so difficult, not just from a mental perspective, but I think it's also probably fairly difficult physically uh, to go through a process like that, from my understanding. Uh, that was such a, uh, a difficult process to deal with that she decided to swear it off and never do it again. And as a result, more, just months later, uh, you, you managed to uh, – she was impregnated again, and uh, that's where your, your, your daughter came from, basically, was that whole yep. process. Right. It was it was a few months later, but it, yeah. you know it was still within the time period where you know, she got pregnant. If she hadn't had the abortion, she still would have been pregnant with the the child that was aborted. Food for so, thought. Very good uh, call tonight, Matt. Any other thoughts? No. Um, it, it, to me, abortion is is wrong. But in in this case, you can see where it's kind of it's kind of a strange. Strange happening because I, you know, I'm very proud of the children and I love them dearly. Um, it's too bad it had to happen that way, but you know, you, you never know. You never know. And your and your situation would not have been improved had your wife been put in a jail cell because of what she did. Oh, not at all. Then no. then both my daughter and my son would never have come into being. So. Yep. 
And I think that's what, you know, Pete was agreeing with us on that. And uh, Matt, thank you for calling in tonight and, and sharing your story. We really appreciate hearing from you. Uh, toll-free number is 800-259-9231. So no easy lines to draw on that particular issue. Science is, is kind of helping us uh, maybe over overcome some of the, uh, the a lot of people's objections to that process. But I think that the best way to handle it is with, uh, with understanding, with love, with uh, embracing and communication with the people that are, that are going through these uh, these choices offering them options mark you suggested the money as uh, as an option offering them maybe some sort of uh, extraction process that might be available in the future and even if they turn all of that down being understanding and at the very at the very most i think ostracism should be as as far as it goes uh and and uh, i don't know if that's really even the best idea but I, at least that's a nonviolent, uh peaceful way to to solve that problem Darren swearingen as uh one of the more Christian members of the Free State Project. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on all this? Well, you know, I take... Um, I take. And this is Barron's thoughts, yeah, not Barron the president. That's of the right, Free State yeah. Project. Of course, the Free State Project doesn't take a position on this issue, and you'd find participants that hold uh, all variety of views on the issue. But uh, I actually really start with science. Uh, of, course, of course, fundamentally defending life is a very Christian principle, obviously, but... Uh, I start with science as a foundation to uh, figure out the fundamental question, the important question that we have to ask, which is, what is the fetus? You know, yeah, you got to ask that question before you can really settle this debate. I think that's what the, where the debate centers. That's right. That's the core issue because if the fetus is a living human being, comma, uh, deserving of rights at, at the least, the right to life, then it should be defended uh, like we would defend the rights of children or adults or old people or any other person if it's a person right and you know when you when you think about a I don't um, want the legislature deciding that though I don't think any of us here want that yeah well then and the, the question is how do we decide that of course if the legislature decides that you aren't a person until you're five years old that's problematic too isn't it absolutely it, it, it's the same, <laughs> that's, it's that's the same issue in fact you're speak, talking... speaking of Christianity that happened right uh, Herod decided that uh, if you're not uh, two years old yet we're gonna kill you right it, it, the fact is um, you know Jack the the only victim if somebody if Laura decides to exterminate Jack is me and Laura and perhaps the grandparents uh, now my well, with son's the fetus, 15 the months old but it, it, right but all those people have the same claim on an unborn child which isn't much what kind of claim do the grandparents or I have on uh, Laura's child, Jack? She yeah. gave birth to him. Right. So, I mean, all these same issues that one, uh, you know, one would claim. From a libertarian standpoint, abortion is ne it, 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 it's simply not a libertarian issue. I believe that people can fall down on either side of it. I think it's the ending of a human life. However, I am not of the opinion that uh, punishing people in the same manner that we punish other crimes is going to work at all. We've and tried that crap, and it doesn't work. I think most liberty-minded people would also agree that the government should not be promoting abortion, nor oh, should it be, you know, shouldn't be paying for it, nor should it be opposing uh, abortion. The government uh, should not have any involvement whatsoever. Yeah. In and I would also hope that liberty-minded people would agree that right is a fun, uh, life is a fundamental human right. So those who Just claim... The, what those, is a human? That's exactly <laughs> the question. That's the question. And, you know, they, they say, oh, those right-to-lifers. Well, uh, darn it, we better be right-to-lifers. The question is not whether we're right-to-life. The question is, what is a person? And will that ever be answered? I do not know. Probably not tonight. I know. But, hey, but as the president of the Free State yes. Project, 
uh, you are here with us, and I'm, I'm afraid we're going to, going to have to uh, nicely blow off Pete Air, uh, and he is a nice guy, so uh, yeah, he'll come back. We'll, we're going to have Pete in tomorrow night, and for a much longer segment, which is what he deserves, because he's That's doing right. some amazing work for Liberty, yes, he, he and uh, maybe he'll be able to rustle up Jason Talley and, uh, and Adam Muller, the other guys from the Motorhome Diary. Our apologies to Pete Air and Matt Dalton. But, but uh, Matt Dalton? Uh, Matt Damon, excuse me. Matt Damon. What? We're blowing him off. Who's Matt Damon? Oh, God. The hell He's are you talking so about? So not plugged in. Uh, so, Varen, yes. uh, by the way, have you seen the Motorhome Diaries uh, RV yet? Uh, yeah, I saw it out there parked. Uh, Did you see the backside with yeah, the Free nice? State Project advertisement in the I back like window? How awesome is that? It's brilliant. I saw the video, too, of the, the, the Motorhome all ransacked and them coming back to it in the, oh in the yard, you know? What a disaster, those the law enforcement guys down there. You know, Baron, I don't even know why you came to talk to us tonight. We haven't had a chance to talk about the Free State Project at all. Maybe we'll have to have you back uh, yeah, because sure. we're gonna, we've got two more. We've got two more shows. I'm here all week. Uh, we, we ended up talking about an issue, which is which is fine. It's Free Talk Live. We can talk about anything, That's and fun. you can as we well. Have and uh, you've got. Have you given a speech yet this time around? No, uh, I'm doing the closer. Oh, are you? Yeah. Are you before Sam or after Sam? Before Sam, I so, get to introduce. So that's not really closing speech. Then. I'm the Sam's, almost closer. This is, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Sam wrap things so up for the, uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Be fun. There are so many great people here. Uh, come on out. It's happening all weekend long. The details are at porkfest.com. We got people drinking. We got people talking. We got people sleeping in here. It's great. Uh, and Varen, thanks for coming on the show. Pleasure. Really appreciate it. And it has been Ian here with you. And Mark. Uh, being, we, we will be live again tomorrow night, also Saturday night. You can join us then, and of course you can call in about anything. And you can of course join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Thank you everybody.